0: What's happening, weirdos?
1: This is Rhys Darby, my favorite part of Flight of the Concords. Don't tell Germaine. Jermaine. Jermaine? Don't, don't tell Jermaine. I called him Jermaine. Just then. Rhys Darby was the hilarious manager on Flight of the Concords. He's also starring on a new HBO Max show, which is called Our Flag Means Death, which I've already started watching. It is hilarious. You need to check it out. All right. Well, not right now. After the pod. Or maybe during the pod. You can sort of second screen it. With the pod and the show. But definitely check it out. It's called Our Flag Means Death. It's hilarious. It's about pirates. And uh, that's all you need to know. And it's Reese Darby. And it's hilarious. So, if you like hilarious things. So, what? Okay, look. look, Here's the transition. I'm now going to plug my stand-up dates. And there's only two. And they're both at Largo, which is here in Los Angeles. March 11th, uh, which is uh, Friday. It's this Friday. It is an incredible lineup. I can't say who it is, but it's going to be two other incredible people and music and me. So that's going to be awesome. Largo-LA.com for tickets. And then March 25th, we're doing another one. We're doing two this month. So Largo-LA.com for tickets. That one is also going to be incredible. Hope to see you at one or possibly both of those. Always love to have weirdos in the audience. And if you like this show, and I hope you do, and you want to support it, uh, what we do on the show is we do have ads, but we only do ads for things that I actually use and actually love. For example, I'm currently wearing my MeUndies PJ pants, my lounge pants. They're like a kind of a classic, sort of like a Scottish red plaid, and they're super, super comfortable, and they fit super well. And that's kind of the point. I mean, imagine this. You're shopping, and nothing fits right. We've all been there, especially if you're me. I'm six foot 2'3", six, 2'40". Two, two We've been there. Finding your perfect size can be annoying. Things either fit like a glove or you're straight up not having a good time. That's often me. And that's why MeUndies has the softest undies, bralettes, loungewear, like I'm wearing right now, and more that are made to fit just right. I personally, I like them 3X. That's what I wear. I have a 40 waist. I wear 3X because I don't... I like them just a little bit on the looser side, and they fit like a dream. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin, and comfort starts with finding the perfect fit and size for you, which is why MeUndies wear tests on all sizes, extra small to 4XL for everything they make. They also offer different cuts for different butts in bold colors like the ones I'm wearing now, To fun and adventurous prints, which I also love. And Leela, frankly, loves pointing at the zombies that are on my underwear or my PJ pants uh, or the gold pirate coins. I really like MeUndies quite a bit. They put me in a good mood. MeUndies wants you to find comfort in your size so the world can be a happier and comfier place for every booty. Every booty, speaking of pirates. Meandys promises if you're not comfortable with any product for any reason, you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days. Meandys has a great offer for uh, for weirdos. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. So to get 15% off your, free, or your first order, excuse me, 15% off your first order, free shipping and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to me slash weird that's me slash weird and show your support of this podcast. Secondly, this is how I started my morning. It's how I start literally every single morning is with my Ritual multivitamin. I take it first thing. I love that it's a delayed release, which means uh, you can take it on an empty stomach. You can take it hours before you eat, which is what I do, and it will not make you nauseous because it waits until it's in your lower intestine to break down, which by the way, is where vitamins are absorbed into your blood. That's why this is the only, the first and only multivitamin I've ever taken that doesn't turn my pee neon green and give you that feeling like, wait, am I just peeing this out? Because it's getting into your system because of that delayed release formula. Plus, Ritual multivitamins taste great. You wouldn't think this mattered, but I look forward to taking them because they have a beautiful, pleasant, minty taste on the outside of the capsule that makes it go down extra smooth. And I also like that it's see-through. It looks like something from the future. And it's see-through in more ways than one. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. And Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. There's no sugar, no GMOs, no major allergens, no synthetic fillers, and no artificial colorants. Plus, they taste great fresh taste and as i mentioned the delayed release capsule make taking your vitamins super super easy i love starting my day with it, it makes me feel ready to start and face and thrive in my in my morning and my afternoon and into the evening a multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in your diet for me as a mostly vegan 99% vegan Uh, It's important for me to get B12. It's hard for me to get B12 if you're not eating animal products. Boom, it's in there. And vitamin D3, super important for your immune system. It's in there all in two daily pills, high quality nutrients. You'll always know what you're taking and where they come from thanks to their one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Literally, it comes with literature telling you where these things come from. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual Multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support the different stages of life. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping, always. And I really love that the the shipping is very minimalist in its packaging. It's not wasteful. And you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime, which I've had to do once or twice, and I can't speak highly enough of the website. It, it's not trying to trick you or, or say, like, are you sure you want to snooze? If you want to snooze, you snooze. If your pill's piled up and you need to take a couple weeks off, couldn't be easier. It helps you every step of the way. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com weird to start your ritual today and show your support of this podcast. Last but not least, you can't hear it vibrating, but it is vibrating. It's unclear and focused right now, which it often is in the earlier part of the day. This is my Apollo Neuro. Apollo Neuro is a wearable tech. Most people think I'm wearing a watch. It is not a watch. <laughs> it is uh, a wearable piece of technology that delivers messages to your nervous system in the language that your nervous system can understand, meaning it uses, it speaks directly to the body In the way that the body communicates, meaning it's subtle, almost sub perceptual, soothing vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. It's like a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. And I'm talking about help when you want to relax, when you want to sleep, when you want to focus and be more productive. I am using my Apollo Constantly, When I wake up and I'm going to exercise, I put it on energy and wake up, which is basically like espresso, but you don't have to drink anything. It just gets your blood moving and flowing and makes you want to move. Social and open is a setting that I actually just started working with, and I am loving it. If I'm going to a play date with my daughter, if I'm going to a party, if I'm going to a show when I'm doing creative work, The social and open setting really helps you ease into situations that in the past would have otherwise been very awkward and uncomfortable. It tells my body, you are safe, you are safe, you are safe. And as a result, parties and get-togethers have been so, so, so much more pleasant. If it just did that, if the Apollo just made parties more comfortable, I'd be shouting from the rooftops. But it also helps you focus if you need to work. Uh, many many people have hypothesized that I might have ADD and uh, Apollo definitely helps me focus and get into that zone rebuild and recover is uh, I just had a hand procedure at the doctor I've been rocking this thing on rebuild and recover constantly just after workouts after procedures after stressful dinners or whatever it might be uh, rebuild and recover is so so useful meditation and mindfulness Helps me meditate more deeply than I have in years. The first time I used it, I felt like it was meditating for me. Relax and unwind helps you do just that. Val and I call it the try to stay awake setting. And sleep and renew is what I wear it. I wear it, it's comfortable to wear while you're sleeping. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can put it back on and it helps you go back to sleep. So like I always say, if it did one of those things, it would be amazing, but it literally does all of those things. Training your nervous system to cope with stress better over time. And the more you use it, the better it works. Developed by neuroscientist and now my friend, Dr. David Rabin, and a board certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. As I always say, it's not woo woo. This is not a mood ring or like a crystal. This is hard science, and Apollo's effects on sleep, stress, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies, and those studies just continue, and the data just continues to blow me away. It's there. It's incredible. It's exciting, and it's changed my life. And you can get 10% off and show your support of the show by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's APO. L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird and show your support of the show. All right, everybody, check out our Flag Means Death with our pal Reese Darby, who you're going to enjoy so much, I sure did, and hope to see you at Largo for my stand-up shows uh, March 11th and March 25th, largo com or whenever you listen to this, uh, I do it every month, so hope to see you there. In the meantime, enjoy Reese. Get into it. Hello. Oh. Where am I? Not you're, visible. You're, you're Name the, only.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> your offer only, and your Zoom voice only. Yeah, you don't do video unless you get that jitter. <laughs> I understand. I it's, it's a power move.
0: Um, like what
1: it. is it? You reckon I should have little uh, headphones on, or not worry about it? Ah, that's really your preference. I, I. Any opportunity I have to wear headphones, I'm wearing headphones. You love love, them? I love them. I love shutting out the world just a little bit. Yeah, true. My dog's always barking. I hear cars. I'm a sensitive person. Do you know, are you going to come on the video? (laughs) (laughs) Are you you going to come on the video, buddy?
2: Uh, Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Uh...
1: There he is. Come on. Now we can wave. I can see your hat. It has a marmot.
2: Something on it. I don't know. Some
1: sort of marmot.
2: (laughs) I really, I've been looking at it for years. I still can't figure it out.
1: Well, it's such a pleasure. You know, we did, I realized in in preparing for this, I watched your, one of the many things, first of all, I'm just a fan of yours. I think you're great. And I went back onto the old YouTube just to watch some clips and see what I could find. And the first thing that comes up is your just for laughs and I knew from the set that I was there too that I had yeah. seen that do you remember that
2: Yeah that's I'm, I that's I remember you from then I don't I, know if we've seen each other since then but
1: we have not and I'm surprised cuz I was Unless I gush, did I gush about the Concords and all that? Did I? Yeah,
2: you did a little bit in the van. We had, we got this little van, remember? And we went somewhere, yeah, with the I gig remember. or whatever. And gosh, so long ago though. Um,
1: I remember you did the sound check. It all came back to me when I saw the set. And then you do a bit about, uh, I don't want to ruin the bit, but you do the sound of a, of a helicopter in the bit. And I remember just like Robin Williams, when I, I heard stories of Robin Williams when he would do TV sets it would be all over the place. But when he would do uh, the sound check, he'd be like, I know I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be acting like I'm a sperm. And then I'm going <laughs> to be over here. And you were doing that, not not in the same way, but you were like, and then I'm going to do this sound for a helicopter. And then I'm going to do yeah. this. Like, it, it, it seems so, you know, like you're just playing around and, ha- and being a silly goose. But then at the sound check, you you weren't, I'm certainly not calling you stern. You were just serious about, you were doing it like, right. like a musician. You were preparing for your, for your gig.
2: That's a good way to look at it, actually, that kind of um, we can be as silly as we like, but you've got to have a plan and you've got to have, you know, um, stagecraft certainly comes into my stand up because I run about and there's physicality and uh, yeah, I want to make sure it's all perfect.
0: Perfect. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Wait for it! Very good. What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? He's not gonna. He's not gonna say perfect. He not. Oh fuck! He said perfect. Oh my god!
1: And he just said perfect. It was a long pause. Yeah. Looking for perfect, and it was very, very <laughs> well. That's what I remember about you, and that's what I love about you. Is you're you're just very naturally funny, and here's the first hard-hitting journalistic question is, I'm a silly Billy too, and you're a silly Billy. What do you, or do you have anything that you do to get in a silly place? Because I know on all the things you're shooting, uh, maybe you wake up and an old Reesey Bear doesn't feel like a silly Billy. Do you do <laughs> anything to get into a space, to get into that zone where you can find, because before you do the song, You're interacting with the audience. You're paying a lot of attention to the sounds they're making and responding. And yeah, is there anything you do to mentally prepare or physically prepare?
2: I love comedy and I I live it and breathe it. And uh, when I know I'm doing it, whether it be stand-up or acting, um, I just switch on. And it, it doesn't really matter how tired I am or how grumpy I am, you know, when you get that first laugh or when you know you're going to get a laugh, even just in your head, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the power of the uh, the art form that keeps you really separate from yourself. Um, and and uh, here's the thing that I, and I, I love this and I hate it as well, but, and you might know it, you probably have it as well, when you come off stage after an hour show. And you, all your energy is gone. You, you know, you've absolutely torn the roof off, at least in your head. And then you come, <laughs> and then you come off stage, and someone tries to talk to you. Whether it could be anyone, but it could be a question, could be anything. And my, I just, I'm literally, I'm, I'm dead inside. I've like, I've used up so much of my, my inner soul and my power that yeah. I can't, I can't even cope with a, a conversation. And uh, yeah. do, do you get that? I
1: I absolutely relate. I I thought you were going to go another direction because when I do a shorter set, let's say you just do like 15 minutes in a club, but it's a special one. Like you were right in the right spot in the order for what it is you do. And if you're like me, it makes it extra, extra special. If it's not even that great of a show, but you turn the crowd and everybody you get them going and you really feel proud of yourself and you do your job. If someone tries to talk to me after that, I, I I always say this. I've never done cocaine, but it must be what cocaine God. feels like. And I'm trying to not let on how high I am. They're talking to me, and I want to just laugh in their face because Your everything face is gleaming. That, exactly, I'm glowing. I could wow. power a small city in that moment. But to agree with what you said, after an hour, you come off, and and usually this is when I've had those bad green room interactions where the girl from high school comes in the green room and let me know if you relate to this. They never say anything about the show. They, it's like, it's happened to me so many times. My opener and I is like, she didn't say, and then, sorry, but I'm going to put it to you. I want to hear your green room tales. They'll leave. They didn't say anything about the show and they don't even say thanks for the tickets. There's nothing, there's no courtesy. (laughs) And to your point, I'm so tired I feel like I'm putting on this like mini show to be like, "Oh, this is the Perrier and we have the and I'm like trying to make them feel welcome. They give me nothing, and I'm thinking, one in particular, and fuck you, dude. Fuck you. 100% JK, I'm not mad about it. But does <laughs> do you have any what green room tales like when you're beat and you have to deal with people or were you just speaking in a generality?
2: Well, I was just thinking uh in general really. Um but with those shorter sets i think yeah I, there's definitely if you if you nail it you know you come off and there's euphoria for sure but with the longer ones i think why i'm 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 de- definitely exhausted because I, I do used to do um don't do it so much now but you know very very physical performance and yeah. uh but also afterwards you know, there's those, you, you just, I'm, I'm going through in my head what what I didn't do right, you know, and and the Mm -hmm. things that I missed out or the new bits that I just came up with. And I'm thinking, Oh God, what was that? So, and that, so I could be, that's me for a good hour afterwards. It's my mind's just spinning. And, and um, so when people are trying to talk to me or whatever, I mean, only thing I can really manage is uh, I'll have a photo with someone or, but then you get those friends that come in and, um, and they want to go and quickly have a beer or have a good catch up. They haven't seen you since school or whatever. And uh, you know, I just can't, you can't, because they don't understand, they don't understand it really. Yeah. Uh, if you're not, do- if you've never done it, uh, you know, you, you don't understand the, the come down situation from There's it. There's a and, real and, crash, yeah. Yeah. And also just how complex it is and, and that we're our own worst judge and enemy. So we're all constantly thinking in our head how bad, how badly some of the bits went or what bits we missed out and the the set order on or all that yeah, kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, And oh, um, man, when you can't remember how you transition perfectly from one bit to another. Like, you don't remember why in the moment you swapped the order, but you did and it made sense and you're trying to remember that. Yeah. And someone's uh, not complimenting the show or saying thanks for the tickets. And you're like, oh, you're, you're in two places.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Ways. Yeah, I so my my role in the, in the later years was was basically, um, look, I you can't you can't speak to me for about half an hour after I've because uh, I need to come down, I need to calm yeah. down and, and you know and and um, decompress or whatever. But I was going to ask you this: What about when you do? I don't know whether you, but certainly myself anyway in London, I used to do uh, back in the day getting on now, man, don't really even do it anymore. But back in the day in those, you know, in the, and what was that? I was going to say the late nineties, but it would have been the two thousands. Um, I was doing three gigs a night, um, five nights a week sometimes. And wow. this is, you know, in, in London. And so you do this, you have a killer set, a killer 20 and, uh, or 30, depending on what, 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 where you are in the lineup. And then you'd, you'd, you'd smash it. You'd get in a cab and you get to the next club the other end of London you'd do it again and then then you've got another one um and so three you know three was you really is the most you kind of cope with but you'd get to the the third one and your brain's saying I've already done all this I've yeah. done that bit have I done that bit
1: <laughs> i I can't this I never wanted that was never my dream Steve Byrne who was on this podcast his r- record in New York City do you want to guess oh, record no. for sets in one night in new york what is it more than six it's more than six and one evening in one evening you have to i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little help because like the clubs are close the clubs are close some of them yeah. are close uh but also like i think at the cellar on a friday there's probably four shows probably oh so yeah been, we're getting four yeah just he'd, there. Come, he'd
2: come back and do do each one
1: yeah. And, and there are some in the air. I'll just tell you, I don't know why I'm making this into like a birthday, <laughs> again, but uh, it's 13 Reese. Oh, get 13. out of town. He does it. He does 13. And even when That's I'm ridiculous. on my secret cocaine, after, yeah. if I kill and I am feeling that high, nothing in me goes, let's go and see if we can do it again. I've yeah. never had that feeling in my life. If I'm doing three sets in a night, which I have, it's against my will and, and it's for money. It's it's because it's that's cash. what the club is doing. Yeah. It's my job at that point. And I yeah. hate it. And I Absolutely. don't like it.
0: Yeah. And
1: no, I'm with you on that, yeah.
2: with you 100% on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do a great one. Maybe you do an okay one and you look forward to the second one because you go, I'm going to actually do this better. this now You're going to win it back. back. Yeah. Win it back for myself. yeah. And then, you know, you do, and then you think, Oh God, I've
1: got to do another one. I've got to do another, you know, and, and yeah. I'm and even thinking while I'm on stage, I'm like, fuck, it's going so great. I have to do this again. <laughs> like, like it stops me from re- enjoying the middle one. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: well, when it becomes a job,
2: you know, which of course it is, but uh, then you, you start to feel as though um, you're not the big free artist that you thought you were, that was, yeah. uh, you know not having to work a proper job yeah that's um, really funny turns out we and, all actually are
1: i it's so funny that you said that and i i wasn't mad at my opener but the last time i did a club this was like this remember when we thought the pandemic was over and then we went on vacation oh, and then yeah. we came back and we we're like let's do a club remember when the whole <laughs> country did that we all did clubs i uh i i brought a beloved opener of mine and he was trying to get into that bill hicks thing where it's like your act is what you your act is what you do when you run out of like funny things to say like you should just be riffing right. and playing around and he was doing it and god love him but part of me was like dude just do your act like i i can't follow <laughs> a guy just playing the bongos and looking for it honestly yeah. because it's a little bit too it doesn't get people into the rhythm of listening in the way yeah. that I, it gets them talking. It gets them, you know, he's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like all of the worst sets in my life. There was a club outside of Chicago called Barrel of Laughs. The host, I think his name was Bert. He would go up before every show. It's his place. He's like yeah. the owner of the place. So this is a nightmare gig. <laughs> Everyone knows him. So the yeah. audience he's all the loves, he's the star. You know <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about? He's the star. He's going around asking people how their dinners are and stuff, getting oh them warmed God. up as they're coming in. He's seating them and buttering them up, and then he'd go up and he would do 45 minutes of like. I mean, it wasn't. I'm not putting it. I am sort of putting it down. But it, it for what it was, it was okay. Meaning he was doing very like local. South side, like far, far, far South side, Chicago, like Polish jokes and all these things destroy. And then you're, and talking to them. And yeah. then you're supposed to go up. And I always say this, but it is my, what my act was. I'd be like RoboCop. Like I'd be talking about RoboCop. Like good fucking luck, dude. This guy <laughs> just talked about their anniversary and whether they oh, fucked wow. on their anniversary. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, look, like, you can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah.
2: That sounds awful.
1: <laughs> Does it bring anything to mind? Other other gigs of yours that there's so many ways it can go wrong, Reese. There have to be some hell gigs that pop out of your mind.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for me, you know, especially with the all the work I did in 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 the UK, and um, and a lot of the the clubs there are absolutely fantastic, and they're always um, packed, and you know. They like to have a good time. They get really boozed. And uh, so you, I've done some Outer Rim uh, gigs in the middle of nowhere in, in the United Kingdom. And um, they, they want jokes. You know, and I, don't, I don't give jokes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a performance comic. So I'll sort of be there. Um, some of the worst heckles I got were, tell us a joke. Uh, no, someone just yelling out like a mid, Brutal. I'm in mid set. I'm, in, I'm b- basically doing an impression of a helicopter coming in. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, then someone I- will just yell, "Tell us a joke." Is that, And I, and but the worst part is, I'm like, "Oh fuck," it, you know, he's fuck it, he's right. No, I mean,
1: he's not a joke. What am I doing? You know? Can I tell you why I hate this story for you? I'm hating it on your behalf. Yeah. Is because tell us a joke. My worst heckle, by the way, real quick was next you can't oh, it's, it's one awesome. it's that's one awesome. word and there's an x yeah. in it. it it's pretty fucking that's i mean word. i don't that's mean it's brutal next is the word but but tell us a joke here's why because i have to imagine and i'd love to hear your thoughts a guy like you that is performing like it's more about how you're doing it than what you're doing or maybe it's equal parts but it's you know if yeah. you're not Stephen Wright. you're not just going to say a perfect yeah. little haiku of it. It's
2: no, not much wisdom coming from me. I mean, no wisdom. in fact, <laughs> I like to show
1: a little dumber yeah. than I. Than I yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And but that's who you are. Nice and Yeah, you know? as all the simple do. Yeah. I felt so happy. <laughs> I bought a timeshare. I was just a jovial sweet <laughs> yeah. boy for twenty-four hours. um But when someone doesn't buy, I, here I'm going to say both ways. If someone does buy into what you're doing that's got to be one of the best feelings in the world because they liked you. They liked your essence, like what you're about the sheet music of Reese Darby. That's funny to me. And if it bombs, it might feel like, obviously this isn't true in like a eternal or true set, like capital T true sense, but it feels like tell us a joke is like a rejection of just like your essence, like your essence doesn't delight me and fuck you for thinking it does delight you me and you're like wait it does delight some people so it yeah. sounds like you're almost risking more the way you perform yeah well
2: and and and, and that uh makes me want to say that when this does happen to me you know very rare occasion even these days you know not at all but back in the day getting getting up through the, the rankings and uh people not knowing who i am and and then um, and then also over there with my accent and things, um, although for Americans, you know, we all sound the same, we definitely sound English. You, it doesn't matter,
1: but, but. That's funny. On uh, one of my, fi- like, if I had a resume, a headshot as an actor on the back, it'd say special skills. I can now I'm 42. I now have never said to an Aussie, are you British? Like I, I, I know. It. Oh, wow. And on the rare occasion, I'll say, are you a Kiwi? And I'll nail it. And that's wow. a good feeling. That's a but very that's, good feeling. That's
2: good, but that's also because you've been in the comedy world.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And
2: so you're hearing these voices and you go, "No, I can tell now." That's uh, right. So you've got and a good ear for an it's American. It's
1: a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor. Yeah. But for before that, let's say for 30 years, I was going, "Where in London are you from?" Just okay. like, <laughs> "Of course." Of course.
2: It's the worst. Without yeah. even like, like like sort of assuming, you know, without sort yeah. of saying, "Hey, well, oh, I love your voice. Where, where are you from? Where do you originate from?" Yeah. Something like that. How about yeah. that? Yeah, and I can fair. then say New Zealand. And I'll go, oh, I thought you're from South Africa.
0: <laughs> Although, you don't need to yeah, say that. Yeah, to yeah, it.
2: Yeah, Just yeah, shut yeah, the fuck yeah. up. Now <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> I had to check for South Africa. Or Scott.
1: Why? why add that? You yeah, to exactly. point but out? Do. Some people do. I was wrong. You know I was wrong. Yeah. Because they I think there's actually one percent of them that thinks you might say. You know what? I am South African. I was just fucking with you. I think yeah, they think. Yeah. Oh, really? He's lying. I mean, like on a deeply unconscious level, they're like, "This South African's not going to trick me today." Like I know so the real. deal.
2: I have had that. I've had people go, "You're fucking with me, aren't you? You're not. Know, you're not really from there,
1: are you? Because that's that, my in their
2: mind, they, they they're bloody sure of it. Um, Forgive
1: me forever, but whenever if, if you and I were working together, and <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> but I'm on a on a show right now, and, and one of our wardrobe people is 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 British. Her name is Poppy because of course, and every time I see Poppy, I go, that's a fake accent. That's my bet. I, lo- I <laughs> love <laughs> just saying, we all know you're faking yeah. it. You can stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah, stop. What? Stop already. Why are you pretending to be something you're not? Why are you on? Un- are you undercover? It just delights <laughs> me. It really does. Please keep going on the train you were on before I told you that sort of asinine story. Yeah. Can't remember what I can't remember. Saying. Who cares? Yeah. You know, you're getting people guessing your, your accent, and and they say you're fucking. Oh, your now accent. here's where I was going. Yeah, I
2: those go. people, those odd hecklers that do yeah. feel that, and because you know, I it's taken me a long time, but I I realize that I'm not um, everyone's cup of tea. You know, and I thought I should be, and I thought that uh, those that weren't on board were uh, awful people. Like they either got no sense of humor, or they you know, there's something wrong with them. They had Uh, bad childhoods, or they're just Mm. not educated Mm. or haven't travelled or something. I don't know. Mm. But, of course, you know, as you mature, you realise, no, everyone likes different things. And And it would
1: be fucked up if everyone liked you.
2: Exactly. Ridiculous. But then you've got those comics that are very mainstream and they seem to have the biggest audience, you know, and then you'll go and watch them and you'll go, no, it's all right. But I like something a bit weirder or a bit more, you know, whatever. And so that's what I love about comedy is that it really is the, the plethora of, of different, uh, capabilities and, uh, levels of amazement, you know, uh, are just, um,
0: perfect. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, I forgive me for not letting you say it. I thought Fuck you were waiting. You. I know,
0: as a scene you partner, just couldn't. I, you I couldn't. You couldn't hang.
1: You know, I know Louis CK is a, is a flawed person, and I, and I acknowledge that, and I understand it's a, a hot topic, and it's not that kind of podcast. But I'm yeah. remembering when somebody told me this is pre-scandal. Actually, this is right after the scandal happened. They were like, um "This one of the weirdest things was it was the only time." that the biggest comic was also a comic that comics liked like that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Usually what you're saying is, and I'm not putting anybody down, but if I go and see the guy that's selling out arenas and everywhere, chances are comedians are going to be like, it's just not, there just aren't enough minor notes in, in this, in this music. It's fine. But he's yeah. playing, oh, when the saints go exactly. marching in. It's all exactly. white keys. Oh, when the yeah. saints go. And, and the crowd is. <laughs> and the crowd. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what it is? It's
0: Y-O, yeah.
1: <laughs> Like that's going to run forever because yeah. it's an all white key musical. And comics are, I don't know, man, my, this keeps coming up on the podcast, but Mike Birbiglia said this to me. He goes, if you're not telling secrets, who cares? Or in, 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 I know you're not like a confessional comic, but if you're not being true to yourself, true to yourself, and being weird in the way that you're weird, not in a way that you think I like, you know what I mean? Like we can tell it's like a bad date, wouldn't you say? If a comic's being something that he thinks you want, yeah, that that's by the way, sidebar. It's what I hate about streaming. All the all the giving us all these shows, especially nerd shows, like. There's the Boba Fett show and Mandalorian and, and, and there's just too many fucking things. And it reminds me of the girlfriend or the boyfriend who just tries to please you all the time. There's no grit. There's no nuance. <laughs> they're, they're never in a bad mood. They never need help. They're just like, hi, I made a cake. Like, I don't want a yeah, fucking cake. Yeah. yeah. There's a black mirror. That's what it feels like when streamers are just like, Star Wars, Luke's, Luke gets a haircut and you get to watch. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Guess what? You don't know that I want. Don't just give me what I want. Yeah. I I'm on this, on this tip a lot. I, I don't, I really wanted to say it to you to see what it made you think of. Well, I think it's
2: I think it's really really true, and uh, a couple of things came to mind there. I had a girlfriend when I was much young, one of my early early girlfriends uh, back in the day, and her I her nickname I gave her a nickname for myself, and it was yip yip sounds cool because every time <laughs> I yip,
1: yip. <laughs> let's call up I'm gonna text yip yip and, uh, and see if she wants to go to Six Flags yip yip sounds cool.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. every time I, uh, you know, I'd be the guy on the phone, and like, let's go on a date this week. Do you want to go somewhere? Um, get, go down to the, uh, waterfront, and uh, you know, maybe maybe feed, feed some seagulls and have a have a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And yep, yep, sounds cool. And that was that. And she's never there was never any. What do buddy, you want to do?
1: Just, that's what Netflix are doing. You know, it's like that is, like, what, Netflix yeah. is, that is yeah. what Netflix is doing. That is what Netflix is doing. I'm realizing talking to you, I, I miss hanging out with comics because I'm like, I gotta do this as a bit because you know how I know what a bit is now is when I get this way, when I get really worked up. Not yeah. that it's funny, like neither of us are dying laughing, but I'm like, this is something I'm I feel very strongly. You can about.
2: latch onto something.
1: Yeah. And I, I know I won't have to memorize the words, I just know. Netflix is, obviously I won't take Yip Yip or or that, that whole part. I'm just saying like, look, it's my bit, okay? I'm just saying, Netflix is Yip Yip, that's cool. Netflix is, you like Great British Bake Off? Here's 75 seasons of Great British Bake Off. I swear to God, we just watched one and I caught Paul Hollywood Looking like Jesus Christ, when are we gonna stop like tasting sponges? Like on camera. (laughs) I saw him look the only word for it was crestfallen. Like he looked just sort of like wow, oh boy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, when does it end?
1: Yeah. When does it end? Although that I picked a bad example because I would like that show to go for fucking ever. I, I love it, I love it to death. Um, tell me, this is a this is a shift in gears about. Bigfoot and aliens, because I texted, speaking of wardrobe people, Mm -hmm. uh, Annie Woods, who does wardrobe on your current show. And I was like, what should I ask Reese about? And I was delighted that she said, you like strange things like aliens and Bigfoot. (laughs) And I, I would never put the burden of you on you to, you know, make the case for anything. But that being said, couldn't be more interested. Have you ever seen an alien, a UFO? Have you ever had a Bigfoot encounter or known someone who has, like, what hooked you? Because you're talking to a kid who used to go to the public library when I was like very young. It was only UFOs, Bigfoot magic. And by Mm. the way, UFOs, Bigfoot magic, still, I was fucking (laughs) fascinated. I was right. It's weird that we're all talking about pants. And, and you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? This is interesting. Loch Ness, let's get into it. Tell me, tell me your favorite. What's the one we can't shut you up about?
2: Well, I mean, I, I actually like it all equally. But it was cryptozoology was the first thing I really got into, which, which is the study of uh, animals who are not classified by science and, and who are hidden, hidden from, from our uh, human gaze. So basically, that's the Sasquatch you know loch ness monster the yeti um chupacabra which is yep. the uh the goat sucker uh
1: and I'm, and re- <laughs> he, he actually doesn't like we we're not saying goat sucker anymore the chupacabra uh they got together and they're were like we're not goat suckers we, <laughs> we call you chicken <laughs> tin <good> though." <laughs> but look and to be honest he sucks
2: more chickens than he does goats um,
1: hilarious do they but- suck their blood
2: yeah yeah he sucks they're their like- blood in- Vampiritic yeah very v- vamp- vampiritic <laughs> um, I mean this this thing uh, I like the chupacabra because it feels to me like it definitely is uh extraterrestrial that is it that's been dropped off here or the old ET leave behind there's some sort of scenario like that and then this thing has managed to survive and uh, started in Puerto Rico and then ended up uh, down in uh, Texas. And has is now been hybridized by um, uh, having it off with uh, with a with a with a wolf
1: or actually a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something just very <laughs> unique to watch you explaining <laughs> to me the most interesting thing in the world, but you kind of like uh, you know having it all like for some reason that interrupting it was just truly delightful <laughs> so he he uh shagged a coyote yeah he and he, he boned a coyote well
2: it's actually yeah but then now there's this creature and i've actually seen this creature i've seen a a stuffed version uh down what? in texas yeah someone someone her name's paula look it up look her up She's a nutritionist and a big game hunter. Not not happy with that. But we went to the place and yeah, there were um heads of different uh wild beasts all over the house. But she captured one and uh she got it taxidermied. And this creature is basically it's a hybrid of a blue wolf and a coyote, I think. And it's like nothing you've ever seen. It's got smaller legs at the back than the front. Uh I could have that run the wrong way. That makes no sense, but maybe, maybe I didn't. And then um <laughs> It's got it's got no fur. It's got hide. It's got like elephant hide as its skin, oh and it's got God. big nubjules on its butt where I believe the wings used to be because these chupacabras had these little wings and they could fly. They could they would run along. They had these legs at the back um, that what were like a kangaroo situation, and then that would would leap, and we don't know how far, but probably flat for a bit and land on the next goat, but. Um,
1: they could you know, fly the, a goat lane, not too far, but to the next goat.
2: Yeah. Well, but it, there's goats in the trees, as you know. So I think that's got something to do with it.
1: If they're on the butt though, wouldn't that if it flew, it would sort of be picking it up as like a falcon picking up a bird, like a well they're a,
2: are, a they're yeah, they're round by the butt, but they these are the just the, what's left is just the nubules, which I think is a great word.
1: Yeah, it is great. It's my password to my Netflix actually. <laughs> 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 Nub one, um, two, three.
2: So I have had experience with that one because I do this podcast called The Cryptid Factor, which is the longest running podcast in New Zealand.
1: Oh, wow. Um, Edit that out, please. That's so great. (laughs) That was a joke. For a second, you didn't. I do this podcast called
2: (laughs) New Zealand. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, lovely so you you saw it what was the story she was she was murdering beautiful rare animals and she saw one
2: she so apparently someone well her chickens all were uh let's say exasperated that's not quite the word maybe like somebody
1: strawed a capri sun and, and drank these chickens yes Wow. and
2: uh, they're all dead uh, all their blood's gone and, and her coop, and we saw the chicken coop. We didn't see the. We didn't see. We saw no chickens because they're all. You gone. should have
1: taxidermied one of the drained chickens. I want to see a deflated chicken. Yes, that would be. Good. <laughs> and yes. here's what happens to them. Look how <laughs> drained it is. Uh, I I know it's gr- uh, gross, but I also think it might be funny if towards the end there is a straw trying to get the last bit of milkshake sort of sound. <laughs> 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 and that's how you catch them. It's so yeah. awkward.
2: That's that's yeah. You wait for that sound. Wait for it.
1: <laughs> go
0: go in there.
1: <laughs> wait for the sound. <laughs> that's in, so. It, it's a it's vampiring chickens. That's that's not seen in the animal kingdom. Right? There's there's maybe do, do sucking the blood out day. of
2: animals. Well, this is the thing: is that I think if these if this creature came from another world. Uh, it can't. It, it's it's is getting some sustenance from from blood. Can't uh, can't eat the um, the fiber and the and the meat that we have here, right. but can get by by drinking the blood, or just just is a, a vampire wherever it's from, and is just continuing on with its usual eating habits. But um, long story short,
1: that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you can go ahead and make the chupacabra story as long as you want. Listen, you maybe have you heard of the Montauk Monster? This is my one yes. fun fact. You know the Montauk yeah. Monster? So it, it was. People said it was a raccoon. It sort of had the beak of a of a of a bird and the body of a.
2: Yeah, it was really interesting.
1: It was looking. really weird, and mo- they said people have heard this before. Forgive me, everybody, but they said. In the official press release, or release <laughs> the agent of the of the Montauk Monster, released that it was a, a, a publicity stunt for the movie Splinterheads that was shooting nearby. Oh, and of course that smells. What is it? Smells fishy, right? And Thomas Middleditch is the lead of the movie Splinterheads. I okay. know this. I text him, and he goes, "That's not true. That no, no one said that. It was a complete." Wow an absolute cover up so that's my only first hand like everybody was talking about it and they were like no it was a movie that it was a movie prop and then i have the first hand no it wasn't and i find that to be pretty tasty
2: that's cool you look at you you true detective
1: <laughs> I'm matthew Amazing. in true detective Yeah I mean.
2: did you have a cool old car you're driving around in and you <laughs> figured that out
1: yeah and i actually hit a chupacabra and that's how I started Oh my god! Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. I I
2: I love mystery animals, um, and you know, I I I've been to Loch Ness three times, and I've been out on the Loch with a a sonar boat, and we have uh using the sonar device have. I don't want to say anomaly, but we have definitely come across some things, some things that are very, very deep down that um, do do blip quite weirdly and make you think, what was that? Mm. Um, The theory with that one is that, and you know, there's got to be a a theory based attached to to each of these creatures. And and for me, Loch Ness, which I, I like because. Actually, there's a few a few theories attached to this one, but the one I think is quite probable is that it's just a giant eel, because there's a lot of eels down there, and maybe one or two grew to a really extensive size, and that's what people are seeing when they see. Obviously, they because people are just filming ripples now. That's got to that point. Right. You know, if you see a ripple, right? Get it, get it, film it. And we'll put that up. That's gonna it's gonna draw some people in you seen the latest ripples. <laughs>
0: would, they, would that be a seal
2: or an eel? No, not that. Look, at that, look how far apart those ripples are. You're looking at something <laughs> bigger
1: there. <laughs> so you have, yeah,
0: so you have there, some discernment. A You're not taking
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know why that makes it worse. I'd rather it be like a dinosaur than a gross-ass, long-ass eel. Eels are nasty. Sorry to the eel community.
2: Do you want to hear the the weirdest theory about this one is that with, with Loch Ness and that yeah. is, um, anyway, hang on. I'm just going to, I just got to hang up this. Uh, I've got a, uh, what do you call it? Spam guy calling me.
1: I love that the phone says spam and you know, what makes me sad? Some people still answer. Nothing makes yeah. me more sad. That like, why aren't these things governed and marshaled more carefully? When I get a a, a voicemail that's like, you're, you were compromised. You went to three different websites and I think your password was lost. This is Amazon or this is Amazon. You spent a thousand seventeen hundred $1,700 on a drone. If you did not do this, please call us back. Nothing is sadder. Well, some things are sadder, but it's very sad to think of the little old ladies and the little old gentlemen that are like, what? I mean, they're living in a magical world. They used to chew penny candy and spit on the sidewalk (laughs) and ride in Model T's. And now Amazon, this unthinkable robot delivery system, robo-dials you. That makes sense. And you call them back and you go, no, that wasn't me. And they say, what's your credit card? I mean what are you and I going to be falling for when our kids are older and we're in virtual reality? And you're like, I can't believe he fell for the 3d oh, replica yeah. Barack Obama that told him he needed to give him the last four digits of his social. And I'm like, it was Barack Obama. You know what I mean? <laughs> to be old and confused.
2: And, and that, and this is why I think we need kids like a little, you know, for those out there that go, I'm not having children and there's everyone's got different reasons and that's fair enough. But uh, you know, if if you're in a, a loving relationship and, and you're thinking about it, do it for the only reason is that when you get older, you're going to have to have someone younger to help you out because, yeah. and you see that with our parents and yeah, yeah. grandparents and things. And you think yes. to yourself, imagine if we weren't around that'd Buddy, be fucked.
1: I just went to my parents' house. No, no disrespect, but I was like, thank God I'm here. What the fuck is that smell in the basement? <laughs> like how <laughs> the fuck, like something <laughs> was wrong with the pipes. And I was like, You've just been living with that? Yeah. There's a problem. And my dad's like,
0: (laughs) I don't know.
1: You you notice that? I was like, anyone that comes here notices that. Luckily, it was in the basement. But yes, Uh, facts. So tell me the weird theory about the Loch Ness. I interrupted.
2: Yeah. So uh, quartz crystal. Okay, A lot of quartz crystal around Loch Ness. When you when the sun is right. And the, and the air is bright. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Do you know, this one's going to stand up in court.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Rhymes, your honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: uh, you, you can, you, the, you look through the quartz crystal and a, it, it works as a prismatic time machine. And you can see what used to be here at that time many, many years ago, oh. millions of years ago. And that's why people can see a Nessie because it's in that lock, but it, it's not really there now, but it was back in the day. And you're seeing a, uh, basically a, a flashback.
1: I get it. it. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's, I like that one. That's a good story. That feels like we, if we're going to make a movie, it's going to be that because okay. like there being a time, that's my favorite theory about ghosts is that it's, to the ghost, it's happening now. Like someone might be haunted by you or I just sitting here talking to our computer in the future and they'd be terrified. But really, it's just, it's um it's like the rings of a tree. Time is like the rings of a tree. And a ghost is like the rings crossing. Yeah,
2: exactly. They can cross the rings. It's right. crossing
1: the rings! <laughs> <And I>? then...
2: <laughs> Wait for the sound. Wait for it. <laughs> now! Oh, <laughs> Take a photo. It's blurry. I've I I tried my best, but it's blurry.
0: Good.
1: And it's a proper photo. That's right. That's what we need. Yeah. That is so funny. Today on the show I was shooting, there was a joke about blurry Bigfoot. Today. That's how it's it's in wow. the consciousness. So your choice. I'd love what about ghosts? You are you into ghosts or or, or Bigfooty? Not interested. In which? <laughs> in, in and and ghosts.
2: Uh, out. And out. You gotta draw the line somewhere,
1: did not you? Oh my god. Otherwise, people god. just think I'm bonkers. Oh my God. But you lit up so hard at the rings theory. I thought surely <laughs> he's seen a ghost or something.
2: Well, I have. That's this is why it's even worse. I've seen I've I've had tell ghost me. Tell me your ghost so, experience, please. Well, the, the best one, uh and the most there's a the ranking. That, what's that? <laughs> there's a ranking. There's more than one. Yes, yes. Can't wait. There's well, there's one that's when I was very young, which looking back, uh might have just been a um, a sheet, but this other one—a <laughs> sheet with three holes in
0: it—I didn't
2: it... see. All I saw was the white uh, movement of something um, in the garden next door. I see, and by the laundry like,
1: line, or <laughs> yeah, it
2: was near the laundry line, and so I'm not—you know—I'm not convinced on that one.
1: You're. Even over Zoom, your yes and skills. I'm I'm gonna send you ten thousand dollars. I just can't handle it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I just I, I really miss hanging out with comedians. I'm really enjoying this. Please keep going.
2: Oh good. Well here's the, here's the here's the real one that will send a shiver down your spine. All right. Because why? Because that's what it did to me on the day.
1: Okay, I think we'll put in a commercial here. Meonews dot com slash weird, because <laughs> like, we're on the hook. Keep going.
2: Okay, so picture this: Edinburgh, the the, the Fringe Festival, the biggest, greatest festival of all time. There's Reese Darby; uh, he's there. The Flight of the Concords are there. Everyone is absolutely loving Flight of the Concords. But let's not forget Reese Darby's there too. <laughs> Now he's yes <laughs> this uh, we're performing uh, in these venues called the caves cave one cave two cave three Cave one was the big one had a bar in it uh, that's where the Concords had their show uh, about 10 30 at night after every uh, all, the, all the comics when they'd finished their shows like seven or eight o'clock type shows they'd all rushed to see the Concords this this is the, the the big year when the Concords kind of basically arrived on the map and um, so Reese's little show, little Reese, he's in cave three, very small cave for, for the Derby. Um, he's got 12 punters. Okay. And his technician is, is Brett McKenzie from, from the Concords. Why? Because I, we, we, I couldn't afford my own tech. So we help each other out. Um, Brett teched my show and uh, I helped them out by, by flyering for theirs. That's why they got so many people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, all that aside, it's an amazing, amazing. For anyone who hasn't been to Edinburgh, just go as soon as this pandemic is finished, because it is the most gothic, glorious, beautiful city in my yeah, opinion. Dark, like Harry, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter, misty. So many great pubs and and restaurants and, and venues. If you go during the, the, uh, the comedy festival, the very good
1: ghost tours. Very, very,
2: very good. Now here's the thing about these cave venues. They were opened up for the first time uh, because there's every year they, what used to be, but not so much now, but the, the, the festival just grows and grows. There was over 600 comedy shows that you're competing with shows from all over the world. So they opened up these uh, these caves which are they're down in in this place called the Cowgate, which is uh about three different cobblestone streets that underlie each other right down the bottom it's in this it's in the right down in the deep heart of, of the city mm. um and down a side street <clears throat> let's say an alleyway quite a dark alleyway uh lit up now with with new modern lights for the festival but you know there's cobblestone. It's, it's you know, you, you could see Jack the Ripper any minute. If you, you know, it was probably just an actor uh, and he's doing the Jack the Ripper tour. But don't worry about that. Keep walking down that alley. And <laughs> these caves were opened up. They used to, this is, these caves are where they used to actually house people who had the plague. So people were put in these places to, to die. All these dead bodies were put in there. And then they were just basically, you um, Closed up, uh, and obviously over time they got rid of the bodies, yada yada yada. But no come on, there's got to be some spirits there, anyway. Yeah. You kind of you hear the story and you think, oh yeah, I don't care. I'm just I need a venue, you know, and I need I mean, I'm I'm going to make people laugh. So, cut to um, me on stage with the twelve people in the audience, and I'd started my show, an hour show. Uh, this would have been two thousand and three or something like that, a long time ago and halfway not even halfway probably a quarter way through my set um suddenly this i get this cold sharp feeling going right up the base of my spine going and i've never felt like anything like it before it was like some yeah it was definitely cold and it was like a made me shudder and then out of the top of my head a light boomed and just went straight to the light at the other end of the venue, which, by the way, was only about, you know, three meters away. It's a small room.
1: Um, so 12 was, was almost sold out. So you shot a light that I originated from your head.
2: I think it came basically, I don't know where it shot out of. It must have shot out of my eyes or something like that, or somewhere in my, you know, not my mouth, like some sort of the mummy moved me. Oh, it, <laughs> it was like. I felt like it was just through, through my head. Okay. So there's no, don't picture some eye <laughs> beams laser beams or anything like that. And, but here's the weird part. No one else saw it. So I felt it and then it shot down, shot straight to the light. And I've and cause it was a weird sensation, never had it before it freaked me out. And of course I know that there's gotta be spirits here or something. And I, sh- I, I, you know, didn't worry about that because I thought I'm not, as, as you know, I'm not into ghosts. <laughs> you've got to draw the line so anyway <laughs> and I'd seen, I'd seen the sheet right in my, when I was eight so I knew what that ghost looked like they hang around clotheslines this was not a ghost so <laughs> oh my god yes anyway I at that moment on stage and I just took a big it was a big pause Everyone, it was very long people were thinking oh here he goes he's going to say it he's going to say he's going to say perfect it didn't come. I just stopped and went, did you guys see that? And then there was like a bit of mutter, like, oh see what? What are you talking about? Oh, I
0: didn't see anything.
2: Oh, I'm not even watching the show. And and I look at Brett, who's on the tech booth. I say booth, he's just in a small seat with a, like a kid's desk. Yes. <laughs> and he's got a packet of biscuits. He's gonna hand out um, cookies at half time. That's his big job. Incidentally, so when I, I had I had, a, I had an hour show, I had a half-time intermission. This is how much how little material I had. And during intermission, I would go behind the screen, right behind behind the where I was on stage, just a little like a a, a flap, like a piece of black. Oh, um, well, I don't know. You don't need to know the type of material. You can imagine <laughs> cloth. There you go. Now I'm behind that during the halftime break, which, by the way, was 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought for sure it was a bit. You went back. You could still see your feet. Everyone laughs. Brett hangs out, hands out cookies. And then you come back. You took yeah.
2: a 15-minute He's handing out these little cookies. And he's asking. This is all part of the show. I, I, say he, I, I get him to ask the audience what their favorite bit is so far. And there's anything, any feedback like you know, and so because I'm hearing and I'm thinking, oh, they like that. Oh, that didn't go well. Oh, so they do like that. Bit. So that's so I'm doing a bit of, so I'm writing a little couple this of is, notes there. It,
1: that's this is the scariest thing you've told me so far. I would never want to hear an audience being like, yeah, and then I have to do more. Know, <laughs> it's, it's not really working for me. And then you're like, I know I got to win that guy over now.
2: Well, I know, but this is where people call me Darby the Brave.
1: I knew that. I've known that for a long time. And you have a crest. I understand you've brought, <laughs> you've brought a crest. Old time, old time talk shows. I understand you brought a crest. And the, here, the, here I,
2: it is. Here's the crest. And you, you, some people say I've made it myself. But you know, you, this is ancient. This goes back four generations. Darby the brave. And then there's a picture of a sheet there. See that? Right next to the. It looks. It looks like it could be a clothe, clothing line there, but it's not. And that's actually. <laughs>
1: Your crest discredits your first ghost story. It's on your crest. (laughs) Like why you shouldn't have thought that was a ghost is engraved in steel. I love this. Okay. So you take a 15 minute intermission. Love. Yeah. No,
2: but that's what normally happens in this show. It didn't happen because I didn't get to the intermission. I had my, my spiritual encounter before I could even take my 15 minutes off. Now. (laughs) Wow. So I say, look, does anyone, did anyone actually see that? Uh, And, you know, I've I've told you what they mumbled. And then, (laughs) and then I'm like, I'm sorry. I've, I'm freaked out right now. And I told them what, what had happened to me. And a lot of them are are thinking it must be thinking it's a bit, you know, but then I walk off stage and I'm as white as a sheet,
0: (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Apparently, oh yes. everyone
2: is that sees ghosts <laughs> yeah. um someone pointed it out and i says nah look i'm just pale anyway i went outside <laughs> and and i said i have to get some fresh air and then and then the people came out and i can't remember whether i um whether i had rosie there my uh she would have been my girlfriend at that point my wife and i was wondering because normally i i you know talk to her about what i should do next or whether she's probably but whoever was producing the show, and mm. uh, I was I was outside, and I decided I just can't go on. I was that that um, freaked out. Yeah, I couldn't go on with the show, and then I as and, and this is what really pisses me off. And there's a bit more after this, mm. but this listen to this bit
1: first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> there's more.
1: There's more later, but listen. To you, this do you bit have to first. go.
2: Do you have to, because no. there's another bit. Oh, I'll, just, so... I'll just quickly do this bit. Do what, do what you got to do, then come back, and, uh, if I, and then I'll, there's another bit. Okay. So <laughs> so <laughs> as people are what? Outside.
0: <clears throat>
2: Congregating outside. And I'm there kind of like freaking out, going, oh, my God, that was that was weird. I think I saw, I think I felt some. I was worried this thing had entered me. You know, we've all seen the odd movie where something's done that, uh, poltergeist or whatever. Yeah, and people, and then and I heard a couple of people go. Oh, I think he just ran out of material. No, I think he just ran out of material, and they started walking away. And I and I remember half because we were already ha- ha- probably half cut. and know, we always have a couple of beers at these festivals, and uh, that's half cut for me. And I, said, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I remember yelling down the street, you know, the 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 uh, Jack the Ripper alleyway there, yelling out. No, I've got way more material. I just had a ghostly encounter.
1: That is your new closer. Just yelling. <laughs> that is the that's the most entertaining thing that could have happened. And these people left unsatisfied. This, I is, think, what,
0: this is what yeah. people don't
1: understand. Is like you could have just done the show. They were at the show where a ghost entered the the yes. you know, the little remnant of the human tail. It latched around that as pure yeah. white energy, shot up your spine, and then sent out a beacon of unholy light to signal to the other ghosts potentially, this one's mine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Or when he was inside, when he or she was inside me, uh decided, Oh, th- there's um there's something in here that I I can't cope with. Uh, get me out of here. And they go straight to the next light, you know, because they oh, they through- like I like that.
1: They energy. went in and went, this is far too nice. This looks like the set of Pee Wee's Playhouse in here. Yeah. I am out.
2: I'm out. This is uh, this is unbelievable. It's, I can't. This guy, he's into Loch Ness Monsters.
1: Yeah, he's he too believes. virtuous. <laughs> he's too kind. He's too funny, yeah. to be honest. And then the ghost went into the light and was sad that it didn't get to see the second half of the show. And you know what so, the ghost
2: should have done after hitting that light? Gone straight to that asshole that thought I'd run out of material.
1: That's right. He fucked up his night. Maybe it did. And it was Maybe it the did. ghost went into that guy and was trying to think, like, what would a drunk guy at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival say? <laughs> probably something snarky. Because here's the problem with festivals. You're seeing so many shows, you start saying things like, I oh, probably ran out of material. Shut the fuck up and eat yeah. a ham sandwich, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, what I'm
2: it, saying? You think I'd pay thousands of dollars to fly from New Zealand to come to
1: Edinburgh? To call in ghosts? You, you think I wanted to call in ghosts? <laughs> I was trying. I paid money to produce this. Brett from the fucking Flight of the Conchords was there. He's in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He's screaming is great Is that why
2: you're in the room? You just because you're looking at the tech
1: guy?
0: Did you ever I do tell that you that what? I,
2: we'll give this guy fifteen minutes. Just just have a good side look at that Brett. He's in Lord. Look at him. Isn't he amazing? Oh, God, what's this guy going on? About? Oh, now he's run out of material. Look. The old, the old ghost out. All right, let's head off. We've seen Brett anyway.
0: Anyway, just, yes, go. Let's
2: move on to this next section that everyone's looking forward to in the story. So, I the next day, I uh, I hear from the the festival that this occurrence happened because when people don't finish their shows, they want to know what's up. So, the gilded balloon was the. Uh, was the production company that was was running these venues. And and I, I told them the truth. And they said, well, would you want to make use of this with the press? You know, you get more tickets sold. And I said, absolutely. I mean, it only holds 14. So if I could fit a couple more in there, it'd be great. Uh, and anyway, so I do the press. And also the best part, they arrange a priest to come to the venue the next day with holy water. And I'm following him around and he's doing... You know the uh, doing a prayer and um and actually spraying holy water all over
1: the the venue
2: this this one sold out
1: this one sold out for sure the the next that one the
2: next one absolutely sold out without a doubt and and then after that a few days after that people are going oh let's go to the ghost show you know
0: yeah and
2: it got to the point where then i just had to act it you know because people are expecting the ghost
1: you didn't is this the bit (laughs) okay good thank god if you started going like and but but not as a joke trying to give them what they want (laughs) buddy you're netflix right now you're giving (laughs) i'm netflixing it don't do it it. don't Don't netflix it i love that yes keep going
2: so, so, you know, the ghost never came back, but um, my sales were great. And, of course, what it, it, you know, I, I was uh, a better comedian. But, you know, it actually happened to someone else in that festival as well. They had the same occurrence, and they shut down the rest of their run. No. So, yeah, because Probably they just. Probably
1: didn't have the material, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I have to imagine it was, it was they called in ghost. On, they called it specter.
0: <laughs> yeah. But they
1: had the same spine shoot like, dealie.
2: I just had a
0: thought.
2: Oh. But we'll come back to that later. What did you say?
0: <laughs> I
1: all, we're going to ask this one question, then we'll get into that thought. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> they had the same experience, the spine sensation and the light?
2: I don't know whether the exact same, uh, yeah, I don't know whether they had the exact same experience, but they certainly had a, a, a ghostly encounter. What if, and... what if
1: they did and you're like, that's my bit? <laughs> You can't, you can't steal my material. I mean, uh, there's some military yeah. guys. The guy um, next door,
2: he's doing my bit. I think.
1: What was the idea? Tell me.
2: Oh, I just thought, because well, you said, um, when you the running out of material, and then doing a, and then having to rely on Spectre, and I was just it took me straight to James Bond, yes. different type of Spectre. But yes. I felt like, oh my god. Maybe they were running out of material. <laughs> and they, basically they did. They ran out of Ian Fleming's books a long time ago. And then they ended up making Spectre, which was terrible.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's just an aside. I I was it's actually on my list. What was your least favorite uh newer James Bond movie? Did you pan up so that you <laughs> just eyes on my screen?
0: <laughs> you panned up.
1: Yeah. I am just. I, I'm bored now. Um <laughs> Has anyone ever said this to you? You know, um, just in the interest of, it's a very interesting story. People that have sporadic spiritual experiences often experience a traveling up the spine. This is what the chakras are. This is what kundalini means. You've heard the word kundalini? Uh, What is that, a (laughs) pasta?
2: Sorry, man. I don't know much.
1: No, buddy. There was no part of me that thought you would know Kundalini just in, on the off chance that you would. It's not a big thing that a lot of oh, people know. You, But saying, is it a pasta, is so funny. I'll have the, <laughs> the Kundalini Alfredo. Um, <laughs> Kundalini, so when you're meditating, you're trying to... Some people that do kundalini yoga, that do uh, breath work and stuff, are trying to raise their kundalini, which means get an energy sensation that originates in the base of your spine to travel all the way through your head and essentially shine out like a light. So there are instances of some people having uh, spontaneous kundalini awakenings. The only reason this is more interesting than maybe it even sounds is that there's documented, just like your story If what happened to you happened, say, in India, a place where people would have that vocabulary, they wouldn't go right to ghosts. They would say, he had like a, like, we were looking at you through the quartz time travel thing, basically. You were having like a spiritual enlightenment, like a spontaneous, temporary enlightenment.
0: Wow, that's exciting.
1: You were scared, though. I mean, that doesn't really speak. It's supposed to feel quite good, quite ecstatic. Yeah,
2: Well, I think, I think only because I knew the surroundings, as I said to you, you know, what was the history of the history of of these venues. And that's why I, yeah, I figured it was that. And um, I'm going to, I'm going
1: to, I'm going to put my money on that too.
2: Yeah. But I like this idea of this euphoric uh, spine tingling moment of.
1: Let's get into that.
2: (laughs) Hey,
1: I, before we get to that, because we always talk about the meaning of life, we'll get to that. Um a couple things. Uh, Annie also told me that you're like she's this is a quote that you're a sur- nature survivally guy. <laughs> <laughs> like and then, and then she said quote I think he climbed an impressive mountain question mark yeah, are are you like a, you want to be in the woods with a knife and just figure it out sort of felt Well, I'm in a bit, of, I, I'm a bit of an adventurer,
2: absolutely, um, yeah. but more in the Indiana Jones sense, really. Uh, or you know, I like, okay, you climb one mountain and the phone doesn't stop ringing. I tell you, now I did this. Uh, <laughs> I did this for charity.
0: Oh my god.
2: Uh, it was Kilimanjaro. Oh, um, in two thousand fourteen, I believe.
1: One of the big ones. There's like mountains. They're like classical musicians. You know, you want you got a couple Beethoven's, Mozart's. You want a name brand mountain. You did a Mountain Dew, basically.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I mean, it was one of the top. I think it's the top nine, no, certainly the tallest in, in, in all of Africa. But I think it's one of the top nine, and it's yeah. it's, the, it's the I think it's the easiest one of the nine. Uh, there is a trail and you don't need, you know, uh, like one of those uh, equipments. You, yeah. I say I'm an adventurer. I don't even know the names of He's, the equipment. Like a pick, like a
1: pickaxe. You don't need uh, a pickaxe. You don't, It's not Tomb Raider. Uh, it's more of a walk.
2: Yeah. But the <laughs> hardest walk I've ever done in my life, I nearly died. Really? Yeah. So I unfortunately had a, um, I was uh, a, a little bit unwell and i didn't really realize it till i was halfway up um, and just a cough just like a just a chest just a slight like chest infection but the higher you higher you go you know the atmosphere gets thinner and thinner and when we uh, were about to summit we had we still had six hours to walk um we stayed overnight.
1: Can I just say um, that's the, that's my least favorite sentence. Like you're like not even halfway. Even, you have a cough and someone's like, we still have six hours. Till now. <laughs> I would hope that I would have a pick- pickaxe that I might maybe end my own life. That sounds yeah. horrible.
2: I mean, we had uh porters and things. So we had the, the local guys that c- carry your bags and things. We had a big team. We had a cook, you know, it was like a, we had a big Um, various tents you know we had great food it was a real expedition yeah and um the final push though i was getting i was getting slight slightly more ill each day and i was worried that they might have to send me down but i was determined to get to the top get to the summit so but that last push everyone else overtook me and i was i really could only move snail pace like I'll just show you now because this is you, no one can understand until you actually see the movement of how of how slow I walked so this is quite a visual thing but you'd have to imagine it if you're if you've only got an audio set up okay so here I am this is how fast I walked for the final bit All right I'll come, in, I'll come into frame here I come come on Reese, you can do it
1: oh my god it's a slow I'll tell everybody when you're full, yeah. head, his full head is now in the frame. That's how <laughs> long it took to move ahead.
2: This is me now. Look, see, so I'll just, for the, for the listeners, I'll just uh, commentate. I'm just walking now. <laughs> left, left leg has landed. Okay, <laughs> moving moving right leg now. Right leg, halfway point. Right leg down now. Going for the left, starting to remember. Uh, is it definitely the left? You know, you get confused and things. You're, oh, yeah, I've moved the right. it will be the left now. And that's left halfway through the cycle and down. Adjusting to right. Look down. Yep, right, right. I can see the edge. Oh, God. Hard to breathe. Still in frame. Still not even through this whole frame yet. Look at me. Still, this is this is a the... Going for left leg again now. Full... Lift up of left, halfway, and down. Oh, my God. It's all I... moving. This is... It's
0: <laughs> looking... Oh, my God. Leaving
1: frame now, I'm guessing. That was one zoom frame. Usually a zoom frame is half... <laughs> Are you talking about me? Give Reese Darby a locked-off camera. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> that was wonderful and you did make it
2: yeah i made it to the top and this is the this is the here's the funny tag to this story got up there nearly died they told me i had to go down straight away um the rest of the team got to walk around this there's there's a summit and then which was a little it's a crater and you can walk around the crater the the summit crater to a slightly higher part if you want to do the extra, you know, I don't know, five extra metres or whatever it is, it's actually a bit more than that, but like it's another walk, another half hour or something. And I was like, oh, yeah.
0: oh, no. oh no.
2: and they oh, said, god, not you, mate, you're going back down, you're going back down. Okay, seven days to get up there um, and two days to get down, uh, basically. But here, before I tell you about getting down, which I'll keep brief, it's not that fun, uh, E, But at the top, the summit, the first thing I see, (laughs) uh, the first thing I see at the summit is a human turd. (laughs) I shit you not. And (laughs) it's on the, someone's gone right to the top and there's this, the summit sign, you know, telling you how, well, congratulations, you've reached, you know, it's a sign and there's a bit of graffiti on it from all the travelers or whatever. And right at the stem of it, uh, uh, just a, a just a human shit, and I thought, what the fuck? How did how you know who who would do that? H- makes me so angry about humans, about us, that you'd have that in your head, and you thought, well, when I get to the top, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a dump right there. I mean, honestly. So that I was quite happy to go down after that. I thought, oh no, I'm not going. I mean, how many more bits of poo are there going to be around the? So that's <laughs> it for me. And I said to them in an almost dead voice, oh, "I'm going to go down." And then ran. I virtually ran down because it's very. It was, you know. There's a lot of um, I forget what they call the lots of little rocks, scurry or oh, you can good. Google it. But anyway, I, I, I... <laughs> and, and and as I went down. I started feeling better and better within half an hour because I'm literally going, I'm jumping, leap, leaping, going down. And I've got like a walking, um, apparatuses Yeah, and, uh, and, um, and you can just, uh, the, the, it's not like the opposite, you know, when you go scuba diving and they, and you've got to come up very slowly. Yeah, otherwise the you get the bend. I thought to myself for a minute there, Oh, is it the same when you're at a high altitude coming down? Should you go slowly? Otherwise you might get the upside down bends. (laughs) Those are thoughts that's running through my mind as I'm sprinting down because I'm taking in more oxygen. I'm feeling better, you know. I didn't think for a second, shit, I'm I'm feeling euphoria here. This could be the end because I'm going to get the upside down bends in a minute and (laughs) and
0: just
1: Was were werewolves, not swearwolves improvised?
2: Uh, no, that was that was a line. That Uh-oh. was a scripted
1: line. I threw I threw you a curveball right at the end of the story for no reason. I just wanted to ask. It's a great line.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I can't remember whether it was either Tyker or Jermaine. It was probably Jermaine. i uh, did not say that because it might have been Tyker. But that, you know, those two wrote that movie together and directed it together. And the movie itself, what we do in the shadows, was for the most part all improvised. Mm. There was a couple of nuggets when I mean, they did write a script, but no one got to see it. So they had the script with them, and then you'd, the actors would come up and go, "Oh, can I have a? What's this next bit?" And they go, oh, "No, know. Well, I want you to do this and do that." You know, and so that script was really just a reference for them to go, "Wait, well, where are they going to go after this?" <laughs> and
1: uh, and then they'd feed you uh, a great pearl. There by... was a few
2: nuggets in there, and I said, yeah. "Yeah, I say this." um And so that piece, that piece, which has become a notoriously people uh, a great quote um
1: yeah but they do chase it to
2: us the werewolf gang
1: yeah I, I I love it and I need it okay here's here's some speed round. I was when's the last time you pooped your pants or what's
0: your...
1: <laughs> 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 or what you... was the last mountain I climbed <laughs> <laughs> have you ever pooped your pants
2: oh as a kid yeah <laughs> I think I, oh, no, no, in the army. Here we go. Here we go. So this is another <laughs> quick story, quick story. I was in the army. Um, I was out on on manoeuvres or on exercise, if you want to call it that. And we're in the bush and we're on patrol. And uh, I've got, um, you've got in your pack, I've got my, my field service marching order kit. So I've got in my pack uh, another pair of DPMs. That's the uh, distorted pattern material pants. I've got the my uniform on. I've got my boots. We we and I ended up. I just had a bad stomach. I needed to take a a, a shit instantly, and um, I'm looking around for the nearest mountain. Nothing. It's just all forest. And suddenly I just take yeah, like to... it
0: for the nearest mountain <laughs> that you might climb it and
2: pull
1: a Kilimanjaro. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> you were gonna go to the. Had <laughs> you the energy, you would have gone to the top of Kilimanjaro. Oh my God, it's like Looper or something. Like yeah, it was you. It was you in the army that pooped, and it, it fell. was. What is that theory that there's that there's a that there's a cloud above the earth, and like sometimes a, a boat will sink, and then an anchor will fall on a barn in Missouri for no reason. And they're like, oh, it was up in the blah 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 maybe your poop from this story fell through that ether onto the top of Mount Kilimanjaro and you're mad at yourself.
2: Well, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised because (laughs) I'm great with callbacks and I'm one of the few comics that does call forwards. So, and I, but I don't even realize I'm doing it. That's how brilliant I I am sometimes. Now going back to the story, I'm, I need to take a, a dump. And so I, I, I were on patrol, you know, and I say to the person in front of me using hand signals, um, you know, that I've got to, I've got to, I've got to like do, a do some, key. got to, yeah, whatever the Americans say. And so I, I, I zap off to the side and I've got my, my little shovel that you always have in your pack. And I, you know, quickly scoop up, scoop a hole. And, uh,
1: cause that's what you feel like doing when you're clenching in a bowel movement is dig. Yeah. a hole.
2: Truth comes out shit comes out I've already done it it's in it's all, all down my pants it's in there. I, I can't believe it I had no control over you know I got dysentery. So here's what I, here's what I do I end up um, digging this hole and then I I bury my pants in there and my, my grundy so both are just so they're in that forest somewhere
1: oh my god and, and I it, quickly
2: put my my spear ones on um, I, and I think I had to go commando which was appropriate for what we were doing and I, and I joined <clears throat> I joined back with the group funny thing is the different pants that we wear you know the the camo camouflage out the pants the pattern on each one is slightly different and you can tell and so a couple of my close buddies went put different pants on. And I went, no, no, these are my camo pants. And they said, no, this slightly those ones have got a different tone on the oh. side of them because I've been looking at your ass for the last hour because this it's is behind me.
1: The opposite point of camouflage. It's not supposed to be conspicuous. <laughs> it's not supposed to get you caught and spotted. This is the worst camo in the world. Exactly.
2: It's what well, the worst camo in the world is slightly different camo to what you've just been wearing. <laughs> That's how you get spotted,
1: you see. Guys, three soldiers to a match, and don't change your camo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why
2: during during those big battles in Vietnam, they used to just drop heaps of uh, trousers out of uh, the airplanes with different distorted pattern (laughs) material. Yeah, so
0: the The enemy would put
2: them on, thinking, "Oh, brand new pants." They know they'll be spotted. The yeah was so
1: good. The yeah, the yeah. What about people that wear like an Ed Hardy pink camo? Don't wear that to battle. That's no. the opposite point, guys. It would
2: work in the desert.
1: Oh, at night? You mean like a sunset? Yeah, no,
2: pink camouflage works in the desert because of the. Um, well, it just because the the sun bounces off the sound, the sound, the sun, the sand. I went for I went for sound, got it wrong. Went for sun, no, the sun doesn't bounce off the sun, and then it landed on the sand. We finally got there. And it comes
1: out pink. It does not. It, does. it can't. It can't. It can't. Yeah. <laughs> you nothing about warfare. That's true. Um, okay. Tell me something crazy you own. Crazy.
2: I own um, Well, I own quite a few crazy things. But the thing that just came to my mind there was the print... From the Gimlin Patterson frame of the Bigfoot, the famous Bigfoot footage.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I've
2: got a frame of that. I've got like the, the the frame where, and I'm going to do another visual here. <laughs> <laughs> this is it.
0: This is so it. you know when
2: Bigfoot's walking away in that famous video, and he does the he does the look back.
1: Yes. That one. Yes. Yes. I've got that. Frame. I've got that. <laughs> You've got the good frame? This isn't like when you buy a frame of, uh, you know, The Simpsons and it's just an arm. (laughs) That was actually on The Simpsons, actually. You got the key frame.
2: I've got the key frame signed by Bob Gimlin. Who who filmed it? it. Huh? He he filmed it? Yeah. Did
1: you meet old Bobby Gim? Yeah, I met, met him. I think he's still alive. What was his... This is a silly question, but what was his experience with that? Did he share it with you? I mean, he shot maybe the most iconic piece mm-hmm. of esoterra in all of known history. I mean, it's insane.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's spoken to people, a million people about the same thing, you know, he kept, yeah, poor guy. must drive him crazy. So yes. I really went and just shook his hand, told him I was a big believer uh, I, that I, um, uh, really excited to meet him. And could I buy the frame, please?
1: Can I ask? Here's That is so funny. <laughs> Let me ask you real quick. As someone who loves all this stuff, but never really got into Bigfoot, what hooked you? Was there a story? Was it that footage? Like, mm. what? what got you invested in Bigfoot?
2: Absolutely that footage. And even yeah. just the still footage of that footage looking through a, a a book of mysteries and the, the wonderful, weird, paranormal world, you know, when I was a kid, but you would have been at your library yeah. and you see these images. Also, do you remember that image of the missing link where it was this monkey, this thing that's sitting and it's got a pole keeping its neck upright?
1: No. You haven't seen that one? No.
2: I'm going to poll here. I was going to show you with the (laughs) pole.
0: You weren't
1: going to Google it. You were going to show me on you with the pole, as if the most interesting (laughs) thing about that photo is the pole work. (laughs) It is.
2: I couldn't believe that. Why has it got a pole holding its head up? Isn't it dead? I think. Well, I don't even really. I can't even recall what. Well, you know, Google it when you've left here this evening. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and uh, you'll figure it out. missing like, anyway, it was it was not really that, I think that was a hoax the, the this creature that they put there with this pole. I mean the, their giveaway was it had a pole <laughs> Looking
1: back, we should have known the, the pole. yeah the telltale sign but it was the pole. it
2: was, a, it was a, it's a haunting, very odd, very weird image. And you know when you're about, I don't know eight to 12 and you're starting to look at things and you're starting to work out stuff that you haven't been taught at school things that uh, you know ghosts and things are, are scary and you think are they real are they not or whatever but tangible creatures like a book about cryptozoology or about people's eyewitness accounts of things that they've seen uh, and when i realized that it's not just one bigfoot like a boogeyman that there's you know potentially thousands of them and that they migrate and that they live in packs um you know it started to make sense um so I can't remember what your question was now, but...
1: What what hooked you? And you're saying it's the original footage. I, I don't remember that footage perfectly, but, like, what makes people kind of convinced... And I'm asking this in, in the hopes of believing, not to discredit, that it's not a hoax. Why does that footage seem... There
2: are so many hoaxes. That's the problem. And there's so much um, notoriety to be gained by putting out footage that might get you uh, a lot of views or whatever... And people are hoaxing just for, just for fun, because they can, because they just could do some, you know, an ape suit with um, you know, sort of slightly blurry in the background or whatever.
0: Yeah. But
2: the amount of footage uh, that holds up is um, really interesting. And the amount of eyewitness reports, which is just hundreds and hundreds, uh, and, 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 and the amount of forest and the vastness of the terrain where these things could move about totally makes sense. And I think what, but what what gets me most excited about it is because it's unsolved. And I think that as humans, to think that we've clocked it, we we know everything, you know, is to is to be oh, well, let's just sit back and and start getting yep yep sounds cool on Netflix then because there's nothing else to do, you know. If you stop thinking,
1: yeah, I, I totally stop understand. hoping. Stop. Ex-
2: that's why exploring is important. Just as you know, to to keep. Um, and you do experience things like like the the ghost shiver and things. If you just get out there and do stuff, and uh, and travel and and word of mouth, and it's the weird people. And I love talking to you know being so self proclaimed as slightly weird, well, overly very weird, I guess myself sometimes that that I can relate to
0: mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm.
2: because uh, I've always felt like the other, and it just harks back to me being the mistake in the family nine years later from the rest of the kids wasn't supposed to be here in the first place, always felt like an alien. And so that's why I'm into it.
1: Is that a theory that you entertained it or maybe entertained it? It's like, I am an alien. Did you ever feel that way?
2: Yeah. Well, mom told me.
0: <laughs>
1: she,
2: me? She, no, not, in, not in so many words, but I did <laughs> feel that, um, <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. It's just such a sensitive subject. I was like, "Did your mom tell you that you were an alien?" Uh, it's like, "Did you watch Mad Men?" Yeah, in the later seasons, Ginsburg thinks he's an alien, and oh, like, really? and that yeah, he's a Martian, and that he was dropped here, and he's and he's just waiting to go home. It's actually a really you get the sense that it's a true monologue. Whether yeah. or not he's really a Martian, you you get the feeling he's not a Martian. Obviously but it, it, it reveals something about his character, which is sort of what you're saying. It's like you have nine years between you and your other siblings. Of course you'd be drawn. And frankly, that's why I was drawn to that stuff. Unsolved things uh, titillate a feeling of wonder in me, and that's how I want to live in the world. I don't yeah. want to live in the world going like it just is what it is and that's all that it is. I, I just think that's absurd.
2: Yeah, never stop wondering. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the key. And that, that's what keeps me going. And I, every day, I'm, I, I look up weird articles and find out the latest, you know, news of bizarre happenings around the world, just because it, it, it tickles my fancy, it keeps me happy. Because yeah. let's face it, you know, especially these days, it, there's so much um, bad news out there. We're all, you know, living through a very difficult, difficult time. And so any, any, anything that might, deter from that or distract from that, I should say, yeah, is yeah. Um, worth
0: it.
1: Completely agree. Uh, have you had experiences that you haven't mentioned yet, that just unexplainable things? Like, you're talking about adventure. I'm wondering where else that took your mind. Um,
2: well, I've seen some UFOs. Well. But... <laughs> And these are definitely real. And we know that, you know, in in recent years with the news coming through um, that these things are definitely something, but we don't know what they are, but you know, we can call them UAPs now. These, they're they're not U S they're not Russian. They're not Chinese. So what are they? And then they're the tic-tac thing. They move at these ridiculous speeds. Um, And it makes you start to, and I love it because it makes you start to really question uh, life itself. And what are we doing here? And if this is all a simulation, are these the little cleaners or the things that are coming in and just checking on things? And, and I don't know. Oh, I is, haven't heard
1: that, that theory. That's that's pretty wild. It's yeah, a program I program mean, am just kind of cleaning up the simulation. Well,
2: either that or scan. Yeah, like they just come in and because they move so erratically, it's like um, what what you know, nothing could be inside it, but definitely, but not certainly nothing of of sort of human nature that would would certainly not survive the. It's the like movement. how
1: Iron Man. I, I remember my friend Science Mike. He explained to me why the Iron Man costume wouldn't work is because the G force would squish him like that. Right. You have to you have to be in a pressurized cabin, and the and the suit wouldn't work. And I, I felt like a dummy because I thought it might work. I, I just thought we couldn't do it. But that's your point. Like if you're in a Tic Tac of human, if something is in that, or the pressure technology is also off the off the charts. Like there's something yeah, and, unless
2: working. there's something in the future, um, um, you know, hundreds of years in the future. That uh, rectifies our current physics situation and mm. makes it so that we are able to be in something, but also, you know, why you wouldn't have to be? Look at look at it now. We already don't go in these things. We've got drones and stuff. It's only yeah. going to be a few more years, and we're not going to be have we're not going to have to be in fighter jets because we don't need to be. We just yeah. send them ourselves and just with a click, click, and click and paste.
1: Right. <laughs> and, what, and what that technology would do for war is is pretty frightening to think about, actually but there's also a hopeful side to it because if these things are moving so fast and if they're getting closer to the speed of light or whatever it might be, this is what Elon Musk is probably drooling over. The idea of some, like, how do you get stuff to Mars? Like, or, or beyond, yeah. you know, yeah. there's sort of a, uh, there's a hope to that. And th- there's almost like a, it's almost like a deity. These, these UAPs or whatever, there's like a God like, there's something more powerful than what we understand. Yes. And you can put your hope in it. And when there's photos of it and videos of it, Bigfoot, too, it all brings me to a similar space of just what I would consider mysticism, which is like we don't know what's going on here. And it's pretty interesting to just sit in the unknowing, not have yeah. the answers, but just to experience the sensation of unknowing because it's a very similar sensation to being alive, like feeling. Like you're vibrating with life.
2: Yes. Well, that's what it does. It makes me it makes me feel alive. And when I get in a uh, an old Land Rover and and head off into the desert with a couple of friends, and we have a good laugh and tell stories and 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 look for adventure, look up at the stars and and hope to see something weird. That's uh, real. That's real living to me.
1: I agree. Have you, we're going to get to your UFO story. Don't worry, everybody. But have you played Uncharted, the video game? Yes, isn't it great? It sounds like exactly what you're talking about.
2: It is. I love. It's my favorite game series. So yeah, yeah I've oh, played I'm all bad. of them.
1: If you, yeah. even if you were like, I'm not a video game guy, I would be like, Reese, you have to buy the system <laughs> and buy <laughs> yeah. Uncharted and just learn a little bit about video games and play it on easy because it's it's exactly your your fantasy. So yeah, absolutely. Fun. Tell me about the UFOs. Did you drive into the desert? Is that where you saw them?
2: So I was. So the, the best story. And you know, there's a there's a few of them, but you'll I'll only do one this evening. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, we'll link it to Loch Ness because I was in Loch Ness uh on on one occurrence with my family. Uh we stayed with um a lovely couple uh sort of back in the when the Airbnb thing also included the family that lived there. <laughs>
1: that is that was so dry. I didn't even detect a joke. I was just like, is that? Because <laughs> a, a regular B&B does have the family sometimes.
2: Oh, no. Oh, I, I said Airbnb. Yeah,
1: that's that's the key. That's the tip off. So I
2: think that's how I got away with it. But <laughs> here we are. And we're staying with this family, and they're they're old school hippies, and yes. uh, and we have this uh, meal with them, and then the lady says, "Oh, do you want to come out and check out uh, UFOs?" And I'm like, "What?" Thinking she's got one parked out in the back or something. Sure. We go out the back. I take my son with me, my uh, my my oldest son, who's um, back then what he would have been like, what seven if you, or eight. "Who's
1: a uh, this is a real piece of shit?" And <laughs>
0: just oh. like, wait, "Hold
1: on." <laughs>
2: I've got to be honest with you It's an absolute drop kick And you know He I wanted him to To experience something To f- finally feel something You know The,
0: <laughs> the, the kids used to it.
2: And so we go outside I say Put put your Playstation down mate And he's just carrying it around He's not even plugged it into a TV he just carries it around <laughs> you're not, You can't even play that We're we just showing it off not, You're going to ask to play that in, in, With their TV That's a bit rude So he put it down and uh out, outside we went and and we're going round the back and she's got all these pillows laid out and uh and a lovely um rug. Can't remember, I think it might have been no, it wouldn't have been cashmere, that'd be too expensive. It was it was quite nice
1: though.
0: Yeah. You're, but... you're back on the fabrics! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever Reese tells the story, if there's a fabric, he's gonna try and Center in. <laughs> I took an intermission behind a suede or like maybe a velour. Was, this this rug was uh I think it, it couldn't have been cashmere. <laughs> no, it was regular, it was wool. It was a wool-based material. It was a
2: wool, it was it was it was faux cashmere. It, it, yeah. you know, we wanted to be
1: something that wasn't quite a synthetic, a synthetic yeah. cashmere, yeah.
2: And I says to the ladies, this it's not cashmere, is it? She goes, Oh no, no, but I does have that vibe, it's, doesn't it?
1: It's part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's part of the story. I say to her, What do I say? I say, Is this cashmere? She says, I get that a lot, actually. <laughs> I'm going to have this rug on the podcast. I want to ask it some questions. <laughs> okay, so uh, well, you're going to well, lay down. I'm imagining we're,
2: we're laying down. She says, Lay down on your backs. And she's got a pair of binoculars. And she does this all the time. She says, You know, like the, the, the time's right now. Have a look up at the stars and uh, you'll see some things move in a very weird manner in any minute now. And we're lying there and we, it must have been like a couple of minutes. I'm looking up. It's amazing anyway because it's beautiful stars everywhere. You're in the middle of nowhere. Um, I say nowhere. Loch Ness, one of the most famous places ever.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're next to a planet, Hollywood. She didn't like that. She didn't like that when I said, god oh, middle and no, she's locked this. That's not nowhere, mate. We've got people visiting here all the time. <laughs> so I says, Oh, I'm thinking, oh, you've got a cheap rug. And anyway, but you know, get off your high horse. And and anyway, so we're looking up and um a couple of minutes in, yes, I see I see some of those little stars moving about weirdly like and i say can i have a look through the binoculars i think i've seen one she said you'll see you will see one and i was kind of like thinking no i'm not going to see one look through the binoculars at, a, at the area where i was using using my my human uh eyes to see uh my capabilities um oh my god now i've got binoculars attached to my my human eyes and checking out that same patch of sky, just holding it, holding it. I'm pretty sure this is where I saw something a second ago that didn't look quite right. And then, boom, into the binocular vision, uh, a star starts to move. And it doesn't just move like it's a shooting star or a satellite movement. It moves and then suddenly does an erratic movement, and that's an audio version of that but you can visualize that yes it sort of does a a chip chip yes (laughs) and it darts off and i think i said i think i saw one she goes did it do an erratic movement i said yeah that's 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 so i've seen so obviously this was way up in space so i'm not you know i'm not seeing a metallic craft no one's waving at me this is very far away but do do some of the stories
1: involve waving are there wave stories? Yeah, there's there's one
2: famous UFO case where it comes down and uh, I think it's a can't quite recall exactly whether it's a teacher and some a whole bunch of students, but they see the craft and then they see beings. There's quite a few cases of actually people seeing beings inside the craft and one very famous one of where the beings are sort of waving back at them. Oh.
0: Now that's that's
2: one hell of an encounter. That's that's what you that's what you hope for. That's the ultimate that is the ultimate. That's, yeah, cuz you don't want the, one that's landing and then the ramp comes down. That's too far. You, you know, you start no. that's when you shit your pants and bury them.
1: I don't want the third kind. <laughs> I like a nice 2.5. <laughs> you yeah. shit
0: your pants and bury them.
1: So I have to imagine you gave this Airbnb a very good review. I mean, that that's life-changing.
2: Absolutely. Of course. 5 stars. And Did your um, son see one? Yeah, so he saw them as well. And because there was a couple that we saw that were just moving erratically. And it was the first time. And then I've had, I've seen since then, I've seen um, the same thing. I went to a UFO conference called Contact in the Desert. And that's out at at Palm Springs. Mm. Uh, And I used night vision goggles there and looked up at the stars. And one came straight into my field of vision and did the same thing. Almost like they wanted me to see it or that I, that specific. Yeah, especially that second one.
1: One of my favorite, I forget who's doing the work, but again, I, I, I like spiritual things, mystical things as well. And their theory is that if, if you know, most mystical traditions point to the idea that it's all one, you know, the hippie idea that it's, yep. it's all one, man. So they take the theory, the feeling, that the belief that everything is one consciousness, that we're all sort of, like, like all of us are using the same wireless network, basically, called yeah. consciousness. Yeah. So if that's true... Then my consciousness is interlinked with any consciousness in the universe, and if that's true, it's just unconscious. If that's true, then through meditation, uh, I should be able to sort of use telepathy, basic te- telepathy, basically, to say, "Hey, we're friendly, yeah. um, and we don't, we mean you no harm. We're just, we're, we're all congregated here to see if you want to say hi." And apparently, this is working. People go in the desert. Just like you're saying, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches where there's so many sightings, it becomes not news. You know what yeah. I mean? Like one sighting news, a place where they're always seeing them. Suddenly we don't care. Like humans love scarcity so much that that's, yeah. that's like the hook of a UFO story. So these guys, are these, these groups of people go out and meditate and they literally with loving kindness and vibes welcome extraterrestrials that might have technology or or mental technology or or, or conscious technology that, that answers the call and, and gives them a little, you know, wave from afar. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's wild.
2: And I know, and I know that happens. And, um, I just, I just wonder like, what's the next step, you know, because if that's it, if that's, you know, uh, do we have to wait another couple of hundred years before we can actually communicate properly? Cause our brains aren't quite there yet, or no matter how much we meditate, we're never going to get to that level of, of actually, you know, having a, a conversation and actually figuring out where they're from and what's going on and what they want. It's just the adult age old adage of, Oh, they're here to spread peace and joy. And please put your new, put your nukes away. Okay. Everyone yeah. look after the trees. I mean, you know, that's, yeah. that's almost hack, isn't it? Hearing all that from a comics but, perspective, the old yeah, term, yeah. but so yeah, heard that my comments got to be, but you know, what, what, what are the real answers? And, and that's why it's quite exciting. If you're into uh ufology to sort of look at all the different aspects from the nuts and bolts, actual craft to these things actually being, um, creatures themselves that people are seeing they could be uh that's one of the theories is that you know there's no one inside them they're actually like a like a an ai yeah like a sky 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 dragons i came up with Uh, that the other day uh i patented (laughs) it
1: it's on your crest now (laughs) yeah how far does the weird go because i i get into well i'll throw you two two questions one uh, I've heard the theory that that people believe that DMT, you know what DMT is? Yes,
2: yeah, that that can open up the...
1: That it is a, a UFO, that UFOs are hiding in cells. And then when you smoke or ingest or inject, not ingest, but inject, that compound, you have an extraterrestrial experience, which people often do, or pretty consistently do. And, and I forget who I heard saying, but they were saying, if you were an alien intelligence and you were trying to kind of like subtly talk to a certain group of (laughs) open-minded, I know this sounds nuts. (laughs) You would hide yourself in certain plants. You would hide yourself as mushrooms. You would hide yourself as fauna and be like, look for me. If you want to find me, I'm, I'm in the code of this plant. And when you smoke that, I know, but it's very, it's basically shamanism laughing at it is laughing. Not you. I'm not saying you were laughing at it. It's laughing at what has been human religion for like a very, very long time. I'm talking about in the Amazon and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's not weird. This is how the ancestors talk to us. They, they wouldn't say they hide in this, but some people think that's what UFOs or extraterrestrials are doing. They're like, if you want to evolve your brains to the point where we can kind of have an arrival situation, these compounds will, will help in the evolution. What is right. that do for you? anything yeah yeah
2: so i mean you're you're thinking that they're they're waiting until we're ready before they're not just gonna land on the white house lawn right we're not we're not ready we can't cope with it we're probably god knows how long maybe uh, maybe a a year or two away from
1: (laughs) (laughs) you are so fun I'm really enjoying this. This is, these are the last. I hope it happens
2: before my 50th or on my 50th.
1: You think it'll happen on your 50th? Yeah. Some sort of. What was that? Didn't Dan? I saw this interview with Dan Ackroyd on YouTube. I can never remember what he said, but he said it was on the cover of Life magazine um, that there were UFOs above the White House or something. That there's. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a famous encounter. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like, do you ever get the sense that there's just, here's what Terrence McKenna would call like, there's just this arcing increase in novelty, meaning it's getting weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And, weirder. and like simulation theory. Why does my mom know about simulation yeah. theory? You know what I'm saying? Like it's becoming more and more mainstream. The zeitgeist. It becomes part of the zeitgeist. What And what is another word for the zeitgeist? It's the collective unconscious, the collective conscious. It's yeah. the collective... And then that theory that that the Earth is kind of like a brain, and each of us is a neuron, and like we're and as the internet and technology connects us, the brain is sort of functioning
0: more highly.
1: And then you know it's almost like the Earth itself becomes a, a more highly evolved entity. Like the, these are the sort of things I, I enjoy thinking about. Wow,
0: geez, yeah, man, that's,
2: that's that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, and but you know as long as you, you, you take time out to just um, enjoy being what we are as well. And, and you know, that's where the adventure comes in or whatever, or even just a good hike um, yeah. because we yeah. can't change anything. We can, but our best weapon is our mind and we can think more. And if we all thought a bit more and a, certainly a bit more positively and get rid of some of those um, social media platforms that don't put out positivity because we don't need them. And how many times are you actually really using it other than just promoting your next show? And that's what I sort of got to with some of them. I said, like, oh, God. But then uh, recently I've, I've had a bit of fun with the TikTok, and I swore to myself a couple of years ago, oh, I would never go on that, you know, but it has evolved to something different these days. But yeah. then I had a bit of a play with it. I'm doing silly videos, having a laugh, giving some, some joy to some people. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um But we don't ever want to lose the heart of being human. And that's to communicate to each other like you and I are doing right now. Yeah. Um, truthfully. And, and in a nutshell, that is it, but we'll yeah. be back
1: next week. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
0: this is my show. <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: You know, only because I, I, you seem thoughtful and enjoy these types of things. I had an experience and I'm not trying to poo your Tik TOKy. I, yeah. I, I'm sort of in the, I think social media is, let's not be so binary as to say it's bad. I'm just saying I, I decided to get off it myself except to promote, which I have my assistant do because I just don't trust myself on it. I find it to be too addictive and right.
2: different personalities do different things. i like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and an I addict. don't have an addictive personality at all. So I don't, I, I can I do. leave it.
1: I love that. If you do,
2: then you should leave it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here's, here's the nugget though. I, Val and I were at dinner recently unmasked and very close to lots of people. I'm just kidding. We were, we were a good distance. But I, could <laughs> see, I could see a table of uh, a family. It was like a large table, nine people probably and four of them were kids and they were on their phones and that's fine. We, we, our baby is only three and, and we'll we'll give her a screen sometimes, especially if we're trying to have a nice dinner. She'll watch Finding Nemo. Everybody wins, right? Yeah. The kid was probably eight or nine. He's on uh, Instagram. And he, again, I'm only saying this because I think you'll enjoy it. I'm not, there's no shame here. Watching a kid with a face that I could only describe as zombie face, straight yeah. up Cranberry's zombie face, watching content like you and I make. I mean, yeah. I could tell without hearing the sound very well, what it was, it was comedy videos and it was Instagram stories and they just never ended. It was just this endless stream of like a wacky guy like me being like, yeah. what's in my mouth? And uh, it's bread and now, and, and they're fast and they're going like this. This I love kid. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, my self-important serious talk. You are so helpful to just knock me off just a little bit. Sorry. No, I mean it so sincerely because I can hear myself getting very <laughs> serious about something that's not that serious. But I was just like, this kid isn't even watching anything. He's It's more like sticking your head out the window of yes. an airplane.
0: Yeah. Something's just
1: washing over you. It doesn't matter what it is. So that's when I was like, don't flatter yourself if something gets a lot of likes or a lot of views, you, a lot of them, I I might even say the majority of them might just be an eight year old kid. Somebody like not even that you would expect Mm. just, just staring at color and and sound. (laughs) And I was just like, man, this is a clockwork orange. And you know, what? another comparison, this is the matrix. Like, I know everybody says that, but I'm like, this really is like an artificial reality. We're already plugging into it. And no matter how much we love movies about the guy that frees himself, or the example I always use is the person in the the psych ward that doesn't actually take the pills that are brainwashing the other patients. We love those stories. But in reality, human beings as a whole stay in the matrix. Human beings as a whole do take the pills. Human beings as a whole... In a focus group of seven people, if they're plants and you're the eighth person, you're the only real one. And the first seven people say, "I believe the Earth is flat." The eighth person says, "The Earth is flat." Like that is that is how we are. So it's, yeah. it takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot of will and and work to kind of break away. As much as we all like to think of ourselves as as outliers, we're we're not. I'm not either. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm trying my best
2: yeah and that's all you can do is try and and you know you do come across some people who are completely out there and you think and what i and most you know they might get ridiculed or whatever they because they're thinking differently or they've chosen to yeah um do something differently um and in some ways you've got to admire that you know mm-hmm. and i think we're all on our own journey it's we're here we, we we for as long as we're here and uh you know just be a good person use your morals to to be nice and just, you know, comfort people when they're down and things like that. We've all got these emotions that we need to control and, and use to help people. Mm. But other than that, um, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, especially uh, to my friends, just keep rocking.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello. yeah, he's still talking. I don't oh, know. He's,
0: he's on the oh, phone. I going on about
2: some weird stuff. I don't know. He's he's on
0: just, the telephone. Oh, oh no. Right, I'll
2: be outside in about three. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I did That was his glasses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reese, that was one of my earliest stand-up bits. I, it was so early, I didn't even perform it. It was when I was just dreaming of being a stand-up. It was like, you ever been on the phone with somebody and you think you're having a great conversation, and then you hear them say to somebody, yeah, I'll be off in five. You just, did it. <laughs> you just did it in real life. Okay. Two last questions. One, what happens when we die? Any thoughts or is it just beyond our comprehension?
2: We, we come back. I'm a, I'm a strong believer in reincarnation and past oh, wow. lives. Oh, wow. I don't I know. There's that. a gap in between. I don't think we just suddenly die and then pop up again. I think there's uh, there's something in between. And that's where all the UFOs could come in to, um, into effect. Who knows? Those tic tacs might be soul coffins.
1: Yeah. Floating about, and
2: we—I think we end up in different universes as well. Definitely different planets. uh, And we. When you're conscious,
1: you go through life enough times, your consciousness evolves, and you're ready for the next uh, universe. Possibly. I love that. And that another Terence McKenna thing that I can't get over is he's like the the egocentricity that this universe erupted out of nothing like there was nothing and then it erupted into this which is yeah. which is worth talking about for a long time anyway because it's just pretty funny um he's like i think it's far more likely that this universe erupted out of another universe like that seems to be the way of things things yeah. come from things and this and thisness is like there uh, there is no nothing is is his point is like and it, what we have is universes begetting other universes and as consciousness and as vessels for consciousness that you can call souls what we're doing is what reese darby is doing on the earth we're exploring and yeah. when we've had enough oh I, this this go around i got divorced and this go around this and that you learn all of these lessons and you're aged and and matured then you're now you're ready for cyborg two and in cyborg two it's five dimensions <laughs> and time yeah. is actually uh, uh physical you can actually travel on a, a path of time and you can go back to your childhood if you'd like to you and come over here like because you're ready now i, I think that's yeah great. yeah that's interesting
2: absolutely and it's it's uh it's, it's an optimistic view and it's uh it makes you feel happy to think that because if this is it i mean i know they say you only get one life mate And that, but that's positive in a way as well, because it's telling you to do your best and um, enjoy yourself while you're here. But really, I think you'll be back.
1: I, I, I have a bit about it and I'm going to say it to you, not the whole bit, but it's, I think it's really funny when people don't think there's an afterlife and reincarnation is an afterlife event. You know, there's life after life. Yeah. The bit is, I think it's so funny that this life makes no sense and people are like, there's one thing that makes no sense and then no more stuff that makes no sense you know what I'm saying like you die and then it's over because that makes sense and I'm like but this doesn't make sense you didn't choose to come here yeah it's it's absurd that you woke up in this and then they're like <laughs> yes I agree but then after this one occurrence of insanity the rest of it is just as logical as me you know, tearing up a piece of paper. That paper's gone. Like, I don't understand where this comes from. Like, the whole thing is is built on mystery and transrational, irrational. I like transrational more. It's just beyond even the category. It's more modern, too. Yeah. Boo, yeah. you are a fun friend. <laughs> I, I, I want you to know I don't laugh. I'm not like Jimmy Fallon. I think Jimmy Fallon's great, but I'm not just like guesting you. I've been delighted this whole time. The last question, I think you're going to enjoy it, is can you think of a time that you shit your pants? I'm just kidding. Can you think (laughs) of a time that you laughed really, really, really hard, maybe even the hardest time you've ever laughed? Mm. You could have been a kid. Uh, The prompts I like to give, maybe somebody fell, maybe somebody farted, maybe it was in school, maybe you were on drugs. These are often the categories.
2: Yeah, I mean, it would... Definitely, when I've I've had a few drinks with my mates uh, at a party, and um, we are either pranking each other, or or as we say in New Zealand, taking the piss out of each other, or having a like ribbing each other really well, doing impressions of each other, and and really in that wholehearted time of where you're in a tiny group of of people you absolutely love, and. that's when I would probably laugh the longest and loudest because I'm just so euphorically happy. I can be, my soul can be everything it really is. And, um, you know, other than that, I mean, I'm one of these guys that, that, that doesn't laugh a lot. I I laugh, I've laughed during this show and I know, and I enjoy hanging out with comics and having a, you know, a, a, uh, a similar experience, people that are on a similar wavelength, and we can yeah. get on and things like that. But as a kid, I remember um, I had well, looking back at photos. I had quite a, a stern face, and people used to say, what? "Put a, sm- a smile!" You know, I like <laughs> And I was very quiet. And um, one of the I'll never forget one. Of the, the sergeant major said to me when I was on a, a cadet maneuvers exercise and I was I was wearing a, 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 a very soft I think it was almost it would have been silk um, scarf uh, and, and uh, it was blue and um, the rest of my gear was green and uh, and he turned at me he he came past a couple of couple of young cadets and he saw me and he, and I thought oh here he goes he's gonna tell me that that doesn't match and <laughs> he said to me nothing to do with the the silk at all, he said, You're very quiet. And he said, um, You're always quite quiet, aren't you? And he says, That means uh, one of two things. You're either very, very smart and you're observing everything that's going on and calculating it, or you're an absolute idiot. <laughs> yeah. Which one is it? Oh, uh,
1: he said, Which one is it?
2: Yeah. And Ooh, I said, wow. I just, and I didn't know. And to this day, I still don't know. And I, it is one of the uh, one or the other. And I think, I I think I shift in between both of them constantly. And that's why I haven't got time to um, to talk.
1: That's why I know you're the, you're the first one. Only intelligent people, dummies think they're smart. Forgive me. This is, this is pejorative, I guess, but like in my experience, dumb people think they're smart, bad drivers think they're good drivers. Smart people, a sign of intelligence is knowing that you are not always intelligent. There's huge swaths of things you don't know about. Yeah. There's also just blind spots, not just like factual or trivial knowledge, like what's the like for boring, like what's the symbol on the periodic? I don't even think boring's a real one. It was boring for me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But like Blind spots just in your processing power. That's intelligence. If you can use the processing power of your brain to recognize the limitations of your processing power, that's a very smart person. So I I now remove that doubt from you in the voice of John F. Kennedy for no reason that you, Reese Darby, are the first one. Good.
2: That was my suspicion, but I didn't want to let on.
1: (laughs) Because you're smart. And you're a social animal, and you're like, if I say I know I'm the first one, no one yeah. will give me food, resources, or shelter. See, so you're you're playing the game just right. Good, Reese. Uh, we have thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, this omicron kept us from doing it in person. Hopefully, I'll get to see you in person at some point. Um, what the name of the new, the new show? The show you're working on right now is
2: uh, "Our Flag Means Death."
1: Our flag means death, the pirate show, which I can't wait to see. Uh, And when can people see it? I think it's coming out in um, March. Perfect. And uh, what are we on? Hulu FX? Um, What's the cool one? HBO Max. HBO Max. Very cool. As someone who had, well, I'm not going to say that. Um, I was just gonna say oh yeah you're HBI, you're HBI boy I was an HBO person but like HBO Max I wish it didn't sound like a, a cola that's all that's the only yeah. thing and, well, and I they think went, that's kind of funny it is kind of funny but they went with Cola blue for the for the screen HBO you say this we both love you this we're not taking the piss to use the kiwi language uh, but that, that's all I was gonna say um this is we have the guests do the sign off which is you say, keep it crispy. Um, Would you say, keep it crispy? And then if you're able to, can you do keep it crispy in Morse code?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I can, I, yeah, I can try. I'll say keep it crispy first. There it is. Keep it crispy.
1: That was great. That was like, people are going to use that for when they get a text. That was really good. (laughs) We don't need another take. That was it. And how about Morse code? How far back can you go?
2: Uh, let me just check. I got to check what K is. Hang on, kilo, kilo. Yeah, um,
1: I believe it's dot dot dash dot. <laughs> just kidding. Well, come
2: don't on, know. dude.
0: Why would you don't I
2: know? know? You don't Why know. know. <laughs> Here we go. I've got a. I've got it all. On. I've got my. Um, I've got an app with it all on cuz I'm so into it.
1: Oh. Stay with us folks. For for 3% of you, this is going to be something you understand.
2: And for do, 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 do. That cool? Yeah, I thought it was. Here we go. So, keep what is it?
1: Keep, keep it cool. It, keep keep it crispy. Oh, crispy. Crispy. <laughs> that's, that's in menace. Morse code. Here it is. Do, 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 do.
0: Hang
2: on, let, let me do this again. This is
0: I'm
2: annoyed with I'm annoyed with you for asking me, and I'm annoyed that Oh no Okay, here we go. This is it. Okay. Okay.
1: You're doing the sound so good. It's so funny.
2: This is this is this is going to be. This, this is, here's, here's your audio take home, folks. Here it Keep is, it crispy.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: buddy. I've done I mean almost 500 keep it crispies and that is the best one of all time so <laughs> thank you uh thank you and good night. <laughs> yeah. Thank
2: thank you man that was awesome fun. Thanks for having a good laugh with me and uh yeah the time went just like that. Me too. We covered a lot of cool shit. Um we did.
1: I Thanks appreciate me. the time. Of course. Thank you so much for doing it. And again, I hope to see you in person and I really am looking forward to our flag means death. I can't, I think it's a hilarious idea.
2: Yeah. Hopefully we pulled it off. I can't wait to see it myself. I've seen bugger all I've seen a couple of moments where I've done some ADR, but that's about it. Um, I'm but sure yeah. Cool. And here's to this year, hopefully getting better and maybe we can
1: 50 days. We all have to make it 50 more days and we'll be out of this spike and and i've heard from a number of oh, uh, science medical people that it's going to normalize after 50 days.
2: Oh, I'm so bloody excited. And in yeah. the meantime, yeah, just stay safe man and hopefully i'll see you soon in, in so. real life.
1: I hope so, buddy. You were wonderful. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, see ya. I'm so crispy. My ice make you want